This is Jerome the Minion, and when I'm not on the 405 getting roadhead from Zoe Portland on the way to the valley, or shooting interracial gangbangs to piss off the Confederacy, I'm listening to the Porn Director Podcast. Let's do it. Giddy up, kid. Live from the San Fernando Valley, it's the Porn Director's Podcast, starring adult porn wannabe and aficionado, Khan, and award-winning director and industry veteran filmmaker, Sal Genoa. What's happening, my brother? Let's talk porn. Let's talk porn. How are you, sir? Doing okay. Been a crazy week. Yes, sir. I uh, just got done three days in a row shooting. You guys will love this. Um, I'm going to be putting this stuff up on salgenoa.com. Um, got done with some cam girls that had never done anything, anything con. And uh, I had the wonderful time of spending three days with them, doing a ton of things. Weren't uh, they on a podcast? I'm getting to that. Oh. <laughs> it was uh, Lexi and Kira from our last show. Um, yeah, I had a, a great time of just uh, getting together with them and, and letting them do what they want to do for, for video. You know, they always can, but they really want to step out and they really want to start doing some video stuff. So, man, most of it was first-time stuff, first-time anal, stuff like this. So, fuck. Um, SalGenoa.com is where I'll be putting that up. I'm gathering up some great content for that. Um, and let's start out the show with our people we need to thank, Con. Uh, we are the Porn Director Podcast at... Porn Der Pod. If you're doing the Twitter, P O R N D I R P O D. Um, you can follow me at Sal underscore Genoa, G E N O A. Um, we have uh, Nautica Thorne is sponsoring the show. Um, she is going to give away a free month at enternautica.com to our listeners. Um, big fan of the show and we're a big fan of her. Con and I are. Um, she's giving that away. So if you email, Email me over at uh, salgenoa.com. There's a, a email address you can put your information to. Um, Con and I are going to pick a winner, and you get a free month at uh, Enter Nautica. Con, Con, there's going to be some good stuff on that website. Um, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash con.pdp. That's Con, Porn Director Podcast. So it's facebook.com slash con.pdp. And you can search the Porn Director Podcast on Stitcher and iTunes. Um, we have a donations button. And uh, Daron the Minion's been great on that, uh, giving some money to us. Um, what happened with YouTube? Well, we're still on YouTube. We just had uh, a couple episodes pulled down. I don't know if it was copyright or if uh, it was explicit material. But I've been pretty careful with what pictures I've put up. Um, but uh, some of the... Uh, well, I think one or two of the videos got pulled down off YouTube, but I'll, I'll keep putting them up there. As you can't long stop as Con. There. You can't, no, can't stop, stop the Porn Director podcast. But I did put some episodes up on Vimeo as well, um, but, you know, we'll see how that works. I might just start putting up it on YouPorn. Um, oh, good. You know, just use YouPorn that way. We don't have to worry about it. And then I can actually put the Naked Pictures slideshow up with the episodes. Sweet, sweet. I'm um, also like to give the shout outs to Joey Diaz, Church of What's Happening Now. What a great podcast. Joey, the funniest man in comedy. Um, also, con guys have been taking care of us for a long time. Uh, guys over at Cinephile, if you're in the L.A. area, they're on Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, go in and see Dean. Tell me you're a big fan of the Porn Director podcast. 
uh, cinephile. It's a video store, but man, they have a vintage porn collection. Have some of Greg Dark stuff there. They have uh, Fallen Angels, Greg Greg's first oh, documentary. I want to see that. Oh, I'll get it for you. I'll go over and see Dean at Cinephile. Um, so go down. It's right by the New Art Theater. If you guys are in the L.A. area um, on Santa Monica Boulevard, go in there and say, Hey, Dean, we listen to the, the Porn Director Podcast. The well, New Art. <clears throat> yeah. That's Is that where they do the Rocky Horror? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right by the 405, right? <laughs> yep. Four, right there. 405 Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah, there you go. All right. um, and they have a great vintage selection. I love going in there because I love that stuff. The Rialto guys will love to go there if they're ever out here. I want them to have them on the show anyway. So, um uh, how about this anal thing with Penelope Stone? Have, what have you heard from it, Con? I, I heard that it needs to be done. <laughs> That's that, and, and myself included. Um, she actually listened to the show uh, that we talked about it, so she's fired up about it. Guys, if you want Penelope Stone to come back out of retirement, um, go listen to her podcast with Purple Star. It's one of our most listened one. Isn't that right, Con? Yeah, and she also pod-bombed the same uh, night as Spiegler and... <clears throat> Maddie, uh, O'Reilly. Maddie O'Reilly. Yeah. Remember that? God, yeah. it was like Halloween or something. Halloween night or something. So she says, please, I want back in the business. I want to do anal. We are going to fund this. So anybody that's interested, email us in. Chamberlain, you know you're out there. Uh, and we will get this fired up. Now, tonight, Con, because I was in such a rush, uh, taking care of Kira Kennedy, Lexi Price, um, we're going to have a little special show, aren't we? It's going to be interesting. I'm actually, like, I've wanted to do this show for a while because I don't know the full story myself. So Khan said, let's have a retrospective uh, look at your career. Um, I said, that's cool. But we do have a special call coming up in a little yeah. bit later on. And um, we, uh, basically, what's going on is I have something going on tomorrow night, which is Thursday. So when you listen to this, this is a pre-recorded show. Um, and... I said, Sal, you know, since we can't get someone last minute very easily, um, I'm sure our listeners would be interested in learning how you got in the business and some of the crazy shenanigans you've had in the business. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know I, I, I want to dig in, if, if I may, to some of the girls you may or may not have dated throughout your your illustrious career. Jesus Christ. Get you in trouble. Not. Speaking of Get which, <laughs> I've never dated her, but Kimberly Kendall just texted us. Oh. Uh, just, we were checking in with her today. She's sick. So let's, uh, let's give a, a good wishes out to Kimberly Kendall. Kimberly Kendall, best guest of the year, 2013. She's got those new boobs, Con. And she does got those new basketballs, <laughs> boobs. I mean, um, love to hear from her again. Ask her if we can call her. So, yeah, actually, uh, and a as it's a retrospective look uh, back at the things I've done, um, this special phone call is, is going to be real cool. I checked in with an old friend of mine that you guys will love to hear from, a, a legend in the industry. So we'll be calling him. Another guy that I tried to check in with, like, didn't respond back. Anyway, we'll talk about that one later, too. Um, can we call you? You guys at home are like, wow, this guy can just text Kimberly yeah. Kendall. Yeah, I can, actually. Yeah. But it's all professional, guys. Don't worry about I got that. a number, too. Don't feel so oh, special. Oh, God. Don't feel so special. Guys, Khan has been tearing it up lately, by the <laughs> way. He'll he'll fill you in on all that. Maybe or maybe not. So oh. if he really wants to get into details about a little about revenge the, on yes, me here. Exactly. <laughs> if Khan shall, in the next hour or so in our podcast, bring up all the girls I dated and call me out on it, guess what he's going to get? <laughs> the same treatment back. The same treatment. So yes, but yours are, are much, you know, like it you, doesn't matter. You have but, you an know, illustrious career of dating porn chicks. I, I understand <laughs> that, but you know, at the time, you make good choices, you make bad choices. It's just like anything else, Con. Um, but there are some connections you have with people, and, and still, you know, 
Some were cool, some weren't, but whatever. It all yeah. goes down. No voice, she said, Kimberly Kendall. Oh, that's too bad. Wah, wah. All right, Con, um, get your drops ready for this one. Oh. <clears throat> uh, and I can't wait for this call, you guys. This is going to be an exciting call. You guys will love this. So much history going to be told tonight about the industry and certain companies. And Right. Fire. So let's... Uh, I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna just envy, interview. I you. should jump over that couch. Yeah, sit on the, sit on the <laughs> the the porn director that, podcast. That filthy couch, naughty couch, littered with pure goodness. How much DNA you think is on that couch? I can't answer that. <laughs> it's your couch. You can tell me. <laughs> anyway, so I know you were doing like personal training or yeah. something. Yeah, I was. Uh, well, how did you end up in LA to begin with? Well, I came out here <clears throat> in a long. Uh, a year that has an eight in it, <laughs> so it was the eighties. Um, I came out here following from, from where? From back east. Um, I uh, came out following sports dreams. So you do your sports, and then eventually, genetically, you're not capable of hanging with the world's elite. So you have to find other jobs. And I wanted to always be <clears throat> at these events, but I couldn't. So I became a personal trainer in the early eighties, and. Um, I, I went to school and everything, and, and, and uh, back in those days, you didn't have to have a personal training certificate because you were just good, period. You didn't go to get this, oh, if I take these classes, you were just good, period. So I had a decent reputation, and uh, so I'm personal training, and a friend of mine says, hey, listen, I'm training this guy, but I, I, I can't. i got to go on the road doing motocross stuff. <clears throat> His name's Bobby Vitale. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, he goes, if you'd like to train Bobby Vitale, it'd be awesome. Now, granted, this is the weirdest thing ever. I used to go to the AVN show before I was even in the industry. Why? Because I liked porno. And How much porno were you watching before you got in the industry? I first started watching. Because this is pre-internet days. I, I watched Greg Dark stuff, oddly enough, when I was in high school. That's why having Greg on our show, whatever episode that was, my God, it was fantastic. How were you getting your hands on Greg Dark stuff when you were in high school? Friends. Friends. I remember going over this one My. house party, and they're all watching this movie, and it was one of Greg's, and I was like, God damn. So I, don't want, I want to keep on track because I always yeah. So um, Bobby Vitale. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm going to the show two years before I even get in the industry, and I dress up real nice, you know? Because you're going to get some porn get girls. I, you think you are. Yeah. You know, sometimes you do. Sometimes I didn't in the, before I was in the industry. Actually, I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I'm going to call you out on it. Don't do Not it, Not right man. now, though. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, so um, I, I'd go there and I'd walk around and I was the guy that got the bags, you know. So when I eventually went to the shows as a director, I appreciate fans because I was there. I was a guy carrying the bags. And I remember Asia Carrera, you wait in line for how long just to say hello? And you Oh, you're talking about the bags at the convention <clears throat> where you get all your yeah, free swag and stuff. Exactly. Okay. So I would walk out with, and then I'd bring them home and just litter the floor with it. And all my buddies would be like, oh my God, you got these posters signed with these girls, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that, it, I don't know. I had a, a, a fondness for the industry before I was even in it. So when... My friend Corey, oops, Jesus, said, go, uh, you should go and take care of Bobby Vitale. I was like, okay, cool, whatever, he's a porn guy. He was a vivid contract So guy Bobby was training with another one of the trainers. And a he friend had, of mine, yeah. he had to leave. Yeah, he had to go do some other and stuff. And this was just like at like 24-hour fitness or something? No, or? We, uh, Bobby Vitale loved motocross, so mm -hmm. <clears throat> he wanted to train just like the motocross guy. Oh, okay. So I may or may not have. 
been training motocrossers, so it was easy for us just to jump in and, and help Bobby Vitale. So when he came in to train, how hard was it to not just bombard him with questions? Uh, well, this may sound ridiculous, but you want to keep a professional. Yeah, yeah no, you know, like, but you know, so here's how it, here's where it gets good. Bobby's like, hey, you should come down to one of the sets one day, and I was like, no, I don't know if I can really. Okay, so <clears throat> I went down to visit him at his job, and this is a story I've told a couple times. It's uh, Tony English is shooting Mavita for Vivid. So it's a vivid thing. And back in those days, it was huge. And yeah, it's a big production. Big production, right? They had, it was, they it was had, probably, what, like a, a hundred grand production at yeah, least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they had catering. And I was like, you guys get to eat all day and look at hot ass. And so I go there, and, and I'm sitting there talking to him. I'm nervous, man. For real, I was nervous. And You're I'll talking to Bobby? Yeah, and yeah. I'll tell you another nervous story of someone that you and I both know where I was nervous. But we'll get to that in a second. So I go see Bobby, and, and he goes, you know, Introduce me. How do you get on to set though? Like, so you you, you get there go, and you just Hollywood. knock on the door. Well, it was in Hollywood, and I don't think I had a cell phone then. It was in Hollywood, and uh, this guy died, and it was at his studio. He's not around anymore. And I think might have banged on the door. I'm here to see Bobby. Oh, okay, because he's a, a vivid contract guy. They love yeah. him. So we go inside, and I sit down. And I'm you know here's some free food. I'm this is great. He gets Cassidy, who's 18 at the time, to come sit oh. on my lap, right? And, oh. I'm, and I'm looking at, I'm like, and she's like, hi, 18 year hi. old Cassidy. And he's like, oh, feel her boobs. And I'm like, this can't, this is, this is what you do every day. He's like, stop being so nervous. But I was nervous, right? Yeah. Still nervous. Not really. Um, so I'm like touching her boobs. I'm like, this is crazy. This is fucking awesome. And uh, <clears throat> he's like, okay, so uh, I have to go do the scene. So Tony English, the director's like, hey, do you want to be in this movie? And I was like, are you kidding? I'm going to be in a movie? I was like, I don't know. I don't want to be in this movie. She goes, listen, Raylene, Raylene, Raylene of Raylene. course, of course, great friend of mine. Uh, I was like, well, what do I have to do? Well, Raylene is going to be selling watches, and you have to go up and buy a watch from her. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. Raylene's hot as what hell. What was the name of this movie? Mavita. Mavita. Yeah. Um, so are we going to be able to identify you in this movie? No, probably not. It was this is ninety nine, I think, or ninety eight. Um, so I walk up and I get a watch from her. But you know, you're getting a watch from fucking Raylene, the vivid contract girl. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome, right? So Tony English is like, hey, thanks. <clears throat> I would later go on to work with Tony English. I mentioned this on the Nina Hartley podcast that. Um, I, if you find this, I'd laugh. How do you spell Movida? Uh, M A. Then oh, there's another word V I D A. Oh, um, my vida. Yeah. And uh, so I get this watch from her. I'm, I'm loving it. I go home and it's Super Bowl Sunday <clears throat> and I walk into my house and I go, I was just in a fucking porno. <laughs> Everybody around watching the football game is like, you rule. This is awesome. You were in a porno. I was so <laughs> excited because it had started with me going to the AVN convention, CES, and, and never really getting into the industry like fringe like you are so i was so excited to actually be in in a movie so then bobby says well listen my friend robbie d um he shoots a ton for him you should call him up he probably needs work well i knew him from the gym oh he went to the same gym <clears throat> yeah so i was like oh hey you know i'm vitaly blah, blah, blah. and he's like oh okay well why don't you come down and be a pa i'm like well what's a pa Production assistant, you just load my lights in the morning. Help Penis me assistant. It. Yeah, pretty much. 
you do this and just come down, come to my house. We'll load lights. I'll show you everything, how to shoot, how to light. This is fucking awesome. Because what year was this? 99, October of 99. So I had been a, f- a big fan of filmmaking anyway. Like I was watching movies and reading books on how they light and everything. I was always intrigued by it. I actually ended up going to UCLA Film Extension. But um, So I, I go and Robbie and I are just talking at the gym and he says, just show up. And I, I load his lights. I'm like, I can't believe I'm going. Now, this is a really weird thing I'd never said, but Robbie is on his phone. <clears throat> he's texting and he's booking shoots. Colin Spiegler, who was Spiegler Sullivan at the time. He's booking shoots. And I'm like, this is awesome because he gets to talk to porn chicks on his phone endless porn chicks he's booking locations he's talking to agents and we're just driving down the street and i'm like this is awesome what a cool job this guy has so i started working for him now when i get to the set he's like okay do so we do he shows me along he's totally mentoring me he goes uh you got to be in this scene and i was like this is your first first, scene shooting for him first day on the job And uh, I'm like, come on, really, out of the gate, i got to be in this. And he goes, yeah. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to be Lola's boyfriend. Lola, Lola. Lola Martin. Yeah. Okay. And I'm scared to death. He goes, well, <laughs> I think Mark Davis was there, Vince Voyer was there, Pat Mine maybe. Um, all people that are, are have been incredible in my journey. Um, and uh, I'm nervous, so I'm supposed to walk into this garage, and, and I have my arm wrapped around hers. And we're walking in. I'm, I'm totally nervous, dude, with Lola, who is cool as hell. You know her. I know her. She's great. I hung out with yeah. her tons, but I was scared to death. And uh, I believe she was banging, might have been Vince that day or somebody. Um, so I was scared to death, but I did it. So eventually I work with Robbie, and uh, <clears throat> he uh, shows me how to do things, light things. Um, I did some camera work for him. Um, and... Uh, when he's at Vivid, so like the Vivid Action Sports Sex stuff, it was called. It was a, it was around extreme sports. Robbie's great. He he did a motocross one. He did a he did an MMA one, didn't he? He did an MMA yeah. one with Tyler Knight. Was it? Didn't Tyler Knight fight? What's his name? The guy you got in started. Dick Delaware? No, that was something else. Uh, I, I don't. Know. Okay, never mind. So Robbie and I now, um, I'm busting my ass for him because. It's a great way to learn. We're at Vivid, so it's it's nice budgets. Back then, I think you made like a hundred bucks a day, so you could literally work. You'd make five hundred bucks a week just paing, paing, right? And then you were still doing your your training on the side. No, at this point, I was like, you're like, fuck it. I can. Do I just training want to look while. at naked yeah, chicks all day. Tra- I'll do training once in a great while, but man, to see ass like this all the time is going to be fantastic. And then Vivid says Marcy Hirschover at Vivid. Uh, who was awesome in getting me jobs on features. So now I'm doing stuff with Robbie and I'm PAing on features with Mark, Mark, uh, bra bones. That was on our show with the Marie Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we were peeing together and m- most of the podcast now guys will all make sense because I'm explaining the, the journey, right? Last, the lineage, the lineage. Um, so I worked on the vivid features. Now <laughs> this is where it gets crazy. Con, you'll like this one. So, you, you're on these features. Paul Thomas does most of them back in those days. And you have Devin and um, uh, Raylene and Kira Kenner was in some of those. And you have the Vivid Contract Girls, Cassidy. They have to do X amount of movies per year. So I would have to go pick them up at their house because he didn't want to drive in like the Cassidy story, which will now come around and make sense. But you're exposed to so like... They, well, let's just explain. Um... 
industry girls, porn industry girls are very reliable, right? No. Oh, they're not. Okay. So as a PA, your job was to pick them up and make sure they get to set. Exactly. So guys, here's a little tip for you, please. You don't always have to be male talent to get in the business. And I've said this a hundred times. You just have to get a job somewhere. So PAing is the best. Uh, Chad Diamond, great PA, holds a camera once in a while. He's male talent once in a while. So he does a lot of different things, but it all starts as a PA. If you guys want to get in the industry and you don't want to be on film like me, fucking because I want to fuck on my own terms, just get a PA job. Go to these companies. Say, I like to be a production assistant. Basically, it's like handing out, um, you're going to hand out the lube and the baby wipes and the condoms and things like that. You know, like this is this. how you get places. Socializing with the higher ups. Exactly. So you're, you, uh, you can get these cool jobs and, and, and PA jobs are cool. You got to carry girls' bags in. You got to run to the different departments like, you know, makeup, is she ready? You got to go to the camera department and be like, hey, <clears throat> are you guys ready? And you work with the directors on getting the day to go by smoothly. It's a bust ass job. Like, you got to bring in all the catering stuff. Like, it's, it's back breaking work, but fuck, it's so much fun because you're not under the gun. And, and if you guys want to just, I've built so many friendships out of PAing because. You're there to help. You're there to help the girls. Well, you're making everyone's life easier, so you're a good person to have around. Yeah, and the girls are like, oh, my God, he he helped me get this, and, oh, I was hungry, and he ran and got food, and it's a really cool job. So my dream was, you know, I saw Robbie and stuff, and, and, uh, um, and my dream was to always be a director because I was a film buff, and the director's a cool job, and the director is, like, the oversees everything. So I always wanted to be a, a director. And How long did you PA before you were allowed to hold a camera? Robbie let me shoot a scene in a bike warehouse with Dale DeBone and somebody in 2000. 2000. So like, well, how long had you been in the industry? October of 99. So maybe a little bit over a year. I was able to work with Robbie and go ahead and shoot like a segment. Not a whole movie, and I wasn't credited for that movie. But like Robbie's like, look, go shoot this. You know, because... If, if they're giving a guy a chance to and mentor him in, they can just cut your part out if you suck and you're yeah. nervous and it's out of focus and you're shaky. They'll just cut it out. So it's no big deal. And I have another great story about that. Um, so that was probably like 2000. Um, so, but the best thing you can possibly do as well is um, something called behind the scenes camera. BTS. BTS. People want to see what goes on outside. Of I, the I used to scenes. watch more BTS than I did the actual. Because it, it, it was real. Yeah, you it's know? real, right. So the best way to, to uh, you know, cut your teeth, as they say, in directing is to be behind-the-scenes camera. So you can get down compositions, Wait. angles. So we're a year into your timeline now, yeah. your porn career. Yeah, I start to BTS. Yes or no question. Had you hooked up with a girl in the industry that you met on set by this time? No names needed. No. None. None. Not a year. A year into it, you didn't. No, because... Robbie had this thing, and, and if he listens to this, he will be laughing, okay? They, there's a thing around Vivid, okay? Are you ready for this? Don't mess with the girls. That's basically what was said at Vivid. <laughs> like Vivid, they said, don't mess with the girls. <clears throat> um, that takes a lot of fun out of it. Well, it ruins a lot of things. The girl becomes attached to this guy as a... A PA or something and then she doesn't want him around when she's doing her scenes it gets really messy so the best thing to do is just don't do it and you'll laugh at how different 
you're looked upon. Like they're like, oh my god, what's wrong with me? Because yeah. he doesn't like they me. get insecure because yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to bang him. Because I just wanted to do my job, and I love I love the big features. They were like working on a real movie set for me. Yeah, lighting crews. I didn't want to fuck it up. I'm being honest with you. I didn't want to fuck that up. So, um, it, oh, wow, I think, yeah, I just fucked that one up. You're right. I did because I did some things before I got the business. Wow. No, no I'm ta- talking about. I'm talking about. You meet a girl on the set. No. And something happens. Right. No. Or you meet a girl on the set and like three weeks later something happens. Do I get the Fifth Amendment on any of this part tonight? Well, I was a yes or no question. <laughs> so after you learn BTS. So what I'm asking you is if you work in the porn industry, do you get, if you work as a PA, right. will you get laid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's all you need to say. Yeah. Well, it's it's okay, but that's it's, it's such a diverse topic because, you know, you build friendships and oh, trust give with me, these give people. Oh, gimme, 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 gimme. Um, you build trust with these people, and and the last thing on earth you want to do is jack up your job. It's like any other job. Do you go into your job and want to bang everybody there? No, but you'll develop relationships and yeah. friendships and trust with these people. Well, most jobs, like I will, I've made the mistake on just a normal, like cubicle job of hooking up with someone in the same office yeah. and that turns disastrous. Yeah. It's bad. And the girls are kind of competitive sometimes. And yeah, you know. um, so as I learn BTS, it's so much fun now because BTS is kind of a, another thing, guys, if you do BTS camera, please, I'm, I want to help you guys. If you want to get in the industry, show do they you. still do BTS stuff? Yeah, now mostly the director will do it after yeah. or before. But um, you can go in a in a non-stressful atmosphere. There's no time constraints. You don't got to be spot on with your compositions. But you can go interview girls. It's so much fun. Like, yeah. how was your day? Blah, blah, blah. It was and you so get good at talking <clears throat> not only to the girl, but also of like just controlling the shot. Yeah, you know? exactly, yeah. exactly. And you just, you're allowed to just roll on everything, you know, yeah. them peeing or whatever. Um, so... As I got doing BTS. And, and so you'd be like, Cassidy, how'd the shoot go today? Exactly. Yeah. But she's cool. You know, hey, she'd just grab your unit or something. I don't know. Um, she'd so grab your unit doing a BTS? I don't know. Did you maybe. ever get molested BTSing? Yeah, because you're the you're the BTS guy. Yeah. They want to fuck with Were they kind of yucking it up for you? Like, yeah, oh, sure. This, because, yeah. you know, you're not the male talent. And they've already been with the male talent, you know, 15 times that year doing shoots so they're like oh there's the new fresh new guy Ooh, um so as i got a pa my pa skills came up it, it was pretty cool because there were so many productions at that time and um there are a couple brothers a, a brothers actually uh talon's cousins <clears throat> two brothers um that was tt boys cousins yeah tt boys cousins too um because they're brothers uh, they, we were at the crew, and, and we had such a great rep of being professional, nailing it, um, being on time, doing the best, not fucking around and getting the job done, that we were working for so many different yeah. people. So as a PA, I was so, working my ass off. But you started immediately with, like, Vivid. Yeah. That's like I jackpot. Know. I know. That's no, like no, jackpot. That's, that's huge. And, and you funny you mention that because, yeah, out of the gates, Vivid, it's, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. So when did you start working for other companies? That's what I'm getting to. So yeah. as the PA reputation built i was offered jobs by vca wicked um i worked for new sensations and sin city who at the time michael raven was doing a lot of big features michael raven left the industry to do science fiction for regular television kick-ass guy 
Um, at Sin City, I worked for um, Michael Raven, who once again was like, it's filmmaking. We got, we have all this cool stuff. BTS I did for them. I did PA for them. But one day, Raven, and I just saw him at the show last year, he's like, I want you to shoot this. Shoot this scene right here. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to be a feature camera guy. Because feature camera guys, it's way different than Gonzo. Feature camera guys, sometimes you have to do soft. Was this, this was film days? No, I wish. It no. was, uh, no, we were DigiBeta or something, I think. What? Big betas. What, uh, so what years is like 2001? This is 2001, yeah. So, what was the medium then? It was like there were beta tapes, they weren't like how, how many minutes mini could go on a tape, <clears throat> like an hour or something. I so, think. could you eject it and then just put it into a beta player and start playing it, or did yeah, you, you have to do any treatments or anything? Uh, how does that work? So, you I mean, it's, it's a step no, up you, above VHS, obviously, yeah, 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 but and you put it into your editing system. And then uh, you cut it off of your, your tape master. So um, it, Raven says, I want you to do this. And I'm like, okay, I've done the Gonzo stuff for Robbie a little bit. It was fun. <clears throat> but now I'm going to be able to shoot a feature. I was so fucking scared. I was sweating. Right? And I was getting in my fucking mode from the sports yeah, How days. many people are on set? Fifteen. And they're all like, oh, the, the PA is going to direct. Yeah, huh? well, he's like, you know, I, I developed a nickname back then. I don't know if I even have to tell that from handing out baby wipes. Wipey. Yeah, exactly. From handing out baby wipes. They're like, wipey, step up. Here, go shoot this. Michael Raven. I'm like, Michael Raven's giving me a shot. This is fucking cool. I had done a little stuff, bit stuff for Robbie. So I'm shooting this feature, and I'm so nervous, dude. And you got to do, like, a soft version where you got to hide everything. Yeah, you you would shoot twice, one for, like, hotel content right, or right. in Cinemax and yep. the other for the hardcore stuff. And I was so nervous. You know, I remember, like, sweating my ass off, and I said, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. He may never have made the movie, but he was kind enough to let me go ahead. How and did you think you did? On a 1 to 10? Yeah. Fuck, back then? Probably like a five or a four. How did he say you did? He never said. Oh, really? Yeah. But it was, he was just giving me that, that opportunity. Because that, I busted my ass. I'll never forget the time he uh, he was drinking like a Diet Coke or something. And he, he put it down. He goes, ah, oh, fuck, that was good. By the time he put it down, I saw that it was empty. I ran to the kitchen, cracked another one over, and put it right on his uh, table, his directing monitor table. I put it down. I go, there's another one. He goes, fucking hire this guy on everything I do <laughs> because I would listen to what people said and that's yeah. my cue to go um, I worked with a- any um, sort of, sort of assistant needs to take this advice exactly if you want to get in the business take this any, advice any business any business yeah. so like Cassidy she'd be like god I, if, if I could have french fries today it'd be great I would fucking find french fries somewhere yeah. and come back and hand them to her and she's like holy shit so you develop this this work ethic of... Is that the best way to get a blowjob from Cassidy? French fries? <laughs> no, I don't think. No, what um, does it take? Um, <laughs> so, uh, Damn, you're blushing. Nah, whatever. Uh, so I would... You know, the reputation was, was getting around. So then Vince Voyer um, became friends with him. You had a good reputation among the sluts. Yes. So <laughs> a, as you're working with male talent, I mean, male talent seeing this too, like, fucking, well, this guy's running around, he's doing camera, he's doing PA. And I, I don't, I'm not an egomaniac by far, but the reputation of the PA was, was pretty good. I was getting booked almost every day for different big, big, big companies. Um, and, and Vince would be on those sets, and we would laugh because Vince has a funny personality. He's East Coast guy too. He's Boston. 
So we would just uh, completely go nuts, joking, laughing, and stuff. Um, and I actually got him started in his little martial arts career. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I thought he was into that before. No, no, I got him started. Yeah, the first time I ever saw Vince Vince Voyer was uh, on um, uh, Seymour Butts, the okay. one where Shane goes to the fire wow. fire department wow. and sucks that that fireman off, and he gets fired. Do you remember that scandal? No. All right. But then, like, the last scene in that movie is because they met some girl in... he she Shane met some girl in New York, and then that girl's like, hey, my friends want to make a porno. I'm going to send them over. And it was Vince oh, Boyer and okay. some <clears throat> other chick. And Vince had hair down to his ass. Oh, yeah. He and Mark Davis came off the uh, Chippendales set. Yeah, with Evan Stone, too. Yeah. Um, so Vince, we'd hang out, and Vince's like, look, I want to hire you as a PA. You got this good reputation, uh, you know. So I started PAing for Vince, and Vince was at Anabolic at the time when they were in Venice Beach, and uh, I would do that for him. And then he kind of showed me, like, how to shoot for porno. Like, everybody thinks they can make a porno. I swear to you, one day I'm going to make a how-to-be-a-porno director uh, video because there's a certain way, and there's a certain way to cut, and Vince would make me sit in editing. I guarantee you there's not a high percentage of directors that will sit through the entire editing process when it's done. It's yeah. like, here, I shot this, take care of it. But if you're following what you want in your head, how can you possibly turn it over to someone you're else? You're mapping it out in your head yeah. because you know how to edit. Exactly, exactly. And if you hand your finished product over to the editor, how do they know what you're thinking, what you want to come through? But it's a, it's a form of laziness. You, I'm done with the project, move on and do this other stuff. So Vince is like, no, sit in editing. Watch how good you get as a director by sitting in editing. Yeah. And this was... Um, and this was uh, 2001-ish. Um, he was at Anabolic at the time. And they were in Venice. And uh, I learned a lot from Vince. I learned, I, I think most of my shooting that I do is a similar style yeah. um, to his. So, uh, yeah, it was um, such a good time. And, and eventually, this is one of my favorite parts of my entire career. Vince loved big boobs. Loved them, right? I think I picked up on that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what's cool is um, he was at Anabolic at the time, and then he went over to Red Light District, and he was working there. Um, I did a lot of his intros at Anabolic. I remember the initiations. You put the mask over her eyes, and he would let me shoot the intros and stuff while he was in the scene. <clears throat> so I did a lot for him, and uh, he went over to Red Light District and with D'Angelo Russo, and... He Red would, Light was a big company for a huge. while. I remember they had they had everyone on. Yeah, exactly. That was like all my favorite. That was like one of my favorite companies. I forgot. I'll tell you, there was a major thing that happened, and our guest will tell us what happened there. But mm-hmm. so he, he would let me shoot his stuff, and uh, while he was in it, so every time a girl with big boobs came down, I'm like, "This is great! I get to shoot today, right?" Mm-hmm. So we're at Red Light District, and it was Young Ripe Melons or something. End up shooting like five out of six scenes. <laughs> young Ripe Melons. That's a Vince original. So I end up shooting five out of six scenes, and uh, Dion's like, man, I, I like this movie a lot. Vince is in five out of six scenes. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, who shot that stuff? I go, well, I did. He goes, cool. Let me give you your own movie. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Nice. So I go from a fan at the convention getting bags of shit to becoming a director because Dion saw what I was doing and liked it. And eventually I got a movie at Red Light District called Brand New. I'm still trying to get a copy of that. Brand New was the first movie I ever made, probably 2000, 
So how to go from a fanboy to a director. There's how it's done. Yeah, that's exactly the path I took. B- You're a uh, fucking PA legend, to, man. PA to BTS, BTS to shooting, shooting PA, shooting PA, director. Well, who taught you? So I, I will admit I am not good with a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, my white balance, like I don't get white balance that well. Like I use it, but I don't know what it's doing. You know, I don't understand some of the filters that you turned on and, and what you right. do. Like, did you just start picking that up? or? Well, you f- from back in the, the BTS days, you'll fuck around with the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll try different shit. Like, the ND filter, you like, what yeah. does this do? Oh, this is when I go outside, and there's different gradients of that. But Vince showed me a lot, and Robbie showed me a lot about... I think Robbie showed me more the the what a camera is, and Vince showed me how to use it for porno. Yeah. So, I, but I love cameras, man. I I honestly would. This is something else I've never really explained. I would go to these big features, and I would take photos of the cameras. So if I ever needed to use them, I could see them. I yeah. would go home and study the dials where they were and the. Right, and then I would go lighting schemes. Why did they light it this way? And I would right, right. Lighting's difficult. People don't understand how difficult. Like that's a that's an art in itself. I mean, there's a reason why every major motion picture spends, you know, thousands upon millions on. Now here's uh, the the weird deal. I still to this day light like Robbie D showed me in '99 to this day. That similar style. There's other different styles of doing it, and a lot of people. And I know the guys that invented. Mike John revolutionized the industry by using a certain lighting technique. Robbie used a different one. And I use that Robbie one to this day. Like it's it's you see me set up yeah. lights. It's that's Robbie D right there. Yeah. Boom. And then Vince was the the flow of things. It was it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, are you I are you as good with like a still camera as you are with a motion camera? Yeah, you gotta be proficient in both. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, Back what, in the day, you what, hire what, stills guy. What completely confuses me uh, about, I, and, and you kind of s- shoot the old school way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I've been on set with other people like Alicia, uh, uh, Alicia Silver's Productions. Mm-hmm. Alicia Silver's. Uh, yeah. Um, and like a few other porn sets. And like I'll see the guys, you know, they got their camera, their motion camera that has the built in um, still as well. And as right. they're videoing, they're hitting that still button to get their stills. Right. So they're kind of like doing it once, but you still do the old school where I split it up. You yeah. make they make them fuck twice. Not necessarily. Yeah. You're doing your sex stills. You're doing your sex stills. Get it out of the way. There's nothing worse. But see that what I'm saying is everyone else I see do it as the actual sex is going on. They're shooting their motion and as it's going on, they're hitting the still button because the camera has two lenses inside of it, you know, like so I, it's it's kind of interesting. The first time I saw you shoot, I was yeah. like, "Wow!" And I was like, "Why aren't you just using?" Because it? it's it's, you, I mean, people. There's entire companies that just do screen grabs of what was taken. They don't even do stills. They just yeah. screen grab. It. Well, I mean, this is a step up from st- screen grabs. Trust correct, me. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I understand. But I'm telling you the different ways of of doing things. Um, I just like it that way. I was taught that way. But it also gives you exactly what you want position wise right. how can you precisely grab that shit as it's it just it's nice it's set up it looks pro there's no uh every the focus is everything is spot on so when you go back to video you're done with all your stuff right and you, just you, and you just concentrate on that yeah exactly um 
So let me. And it also gives them a. Let, a, let, let me like do my uncomfortable stuff that I do every fucking podcast. So let's say you're shooting someone who is a different color than, mm-hmm. you know, or like darker or lighter or whatever. Do right. you actually adjust your camera for that? I, I, it might sound like a stupid question. Well, but you, I, gotta, you can light differently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you have to do that? I would think so. Well, it's going to, if you balance, white balance, it's going to balance your colors for you. Yeah. So you don't have to. That's your. your yeah. You're See, I white that. balance, but I have no idea what it does. Like, it's, I know how to do it on my camera, but I have no idea what white balance does. Well, it's going to, it tells the camera exactly what, what white is, exactly right? Exactly okay. white is. So now it's, it, it, you get a, each color has its own spectrum. Spectrum. Yeah, priority. Right. Okay. Because I kind of thought that's what it did, but no one's ever confirmed right. it. And there's also different ways of lighting, there's different color temperatures. What uh, do you think most people, amateurs, mess up the most? Like when they're making their They leave porn. the lens cap on. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably color <laughs> they, temperature. They, they put their thumb over Okay, the now lens. you'll understand this. Sometimes, Wait, what the fuck is color exactly. temperature? <laughs> Sometimes you'll see yellow, right? Oh, yeah. It's like an orangey yeah. kind of yellow, yeah. Like the studio, right? Yeah, You're yeah, like, oh, okay. Well, there's different color temperatures. So it's, it's degrees of Kelvin. So what you do is you have daylight balance mm-hmm. and you have tungsten balance, which is your lights that you, you know, tungsten. So lights if I go to the store and buy a 60 watt bulb, what am I dealing tungsten. with? Tungsten. Okay. Yeah. But, but then if I go <clears throat> and buy like a special daylight bulb. Correct. Okay. You'll, you're shooting in daylight. What's the price difference on those? <laughs> Not that much. I don't think. Oh, okay. Um, so what happens is now you, your daylight balance, you have daylight balanced lights and you have this ambient natural daylight coming through it's perfect right nice yeah if you see it blown out where it's like too white too white then they are shooting daylight but sometimes i like that so because like i like x art and what's that other one um oh jesus like you you know x art have you seen their their website Mm -hmm. like they shoot super high def but i noticed they have a lot of white like um well you can do your you can mix mm. if you want it to feel warmer you'll go more daylight I'm sorry, tungsten. Um, it'll be more like a, a, a yellowy. Okay. Um, and as you go more, I'm sorry, the I'm blues, like hogging the podcast because okay. I'm always curious about this. Well, shit. and you go more toward the blues if you want more of a daylight. But you can adjust it. I have a rolling Kelvin on my uh, camera, so I, I'm able to change as the scene goes yeah, on. Degrees of Kelvin. Then you want to rewhite balance. It, there's just tech. Go to school. It's just I was watching an interview thing. with one of my favorite directors, probably second most favorite director in oh, the uh, industry. Yeah. Because uh, is uh, Pierre Woodman. Nice. Love him. And um, they, I was watching a BTS with him and you know in his French accent he's like shit the fucking sun is out like you know he's all like this is no good I don't like this sun we need clouds yes. this is horrible oh, because he doesn't want harsh shadows shadows exactly. right yeah the uh, the clouds create like a silk over your entire scene so you get nothing the other day we did a jacuzzi thing and it was so fucking perfect because there was no harsh shadows and it was just it was cloud cover yeah. yeah it was evenly lit nice but your degrees of Kelvin will go up then which is a whole other topic nice um, okay, so, so <laughs> yes, you're. Uh, I'm at. You did five out of six scenes, right? So you don't have your own full feature yet. No, I've never made a movie at this point. Um, and then Dion Giarusso was at Red Light at the time, and he said, "Man, I I like what you do. Let me give you this movie called Brand New." <clears throat> so the first movie I ever did, I think it's 2001, was for Red Light District called Brand New. I'm trying to track down a copy. Um, so so as I go uh, to. I'm doing this. <clears throat> uh, Dion, who 
totally pushed me forward in this. Calls up his buddy Greg, um, Greg over at Diabolic. So Anabolic Diabolic are in the same building at this point. Because <clears throat> a bunch of guys left Anabolic Diabolic, like Everhard, um, uh, Lex, um, Mike John, and they came over to Red Light. So Dion says, listen, I'm going to make you a star. Go over to Anabolic. I'll make the call right now. So how cool of a guy to say, listen, I'm going to give you this job where you're going to become a star. No one's over there, right? So please go over there and tell them I sent you. I'll give this call over to Greg at Diabolic, and they'll take care of you. So I went from Red Light with one movie to Anabolic Diabolic, ended up making 56 movies over there. Um, from Jeez. yeah, from, Anabolic was like brand new, right? No, no, they've been around since the '80s. So '03 to '07, I was at Anabolic and Diabolic. I uh, had uh, eight different titles, so that meant I had to do. What were the titles? <laughs> Women of Color, Teenage Anal Princess, A2M. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, uh, Teenage Anal Princess was my idea. Nice. Uh, looked at. Uh, I'm a big girl now. Nice. Um, bring them young. Nice. I, I know of, I've seen a bunch I of did bring them young. Those. I did a nice rack. If you go to IADB. Internet, IMDB. No, no, no. IADB, the Internet Adult <laughs> Database. You'll see everything I've ever done. There's 75 up there, I think. God uh, bless you. But. Uh, Oh, shit. Look at this. Our special guest is perfectly timed, by the way. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's all on IADB. It's, um, I had so many. Uh, I did a movie called Asians because um, I love Asians. Um, do you I was do? Always, I, I was always the ethnic guy. You know, they're like, give him all the ethnic stuff because he's okay without the white girl stuff. So I would always do all the cool ethnic stuff. Um we just got to, we're going to call this is so perfectly timed. So I went to Anabolic and um, 03 to 07, did 56 movies over there. Um, yeah, it was uh, good times. And it's really, I really got to develop things. Well, we are going to make a call right now. This is awesome, dude. Hope he picks up. Did you tell him we'd be coming with a weird number? No, I didn't. Text someone, let me know we're coming oh, in with a weird. Because <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Who the hell's calling yeah, yeah, me from yeah, yeah, 71 yeah. area code?" Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, uh, we are calling. So, um, Anabolic Diabolic was was a lot of fun because they now, were making the best stuff for a while, dude. Though. It was great. Um, you from? Sorry, guys. From weird. Oh, he's calling me back right now. Hold on a second. Take it. Hey, we're going to call you back from a weird number right now. Bye. Um, we're just blowing this whole secret I had. All right, we're, we're going to call right now as soon as he answers. Does that sound low to you? Is it low? It doesn't yeah. sound low. I think it might just be your earphones. Can you hear it? Tell this guy to pick up. Did... Oh. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Perfectly timed, sir. Uh, on my timeline of getting into the industry, I'm at 2003, where uh, Dion makes a call over to Greg and you, and we make the swap, and here I go into, ladies and gentlemen, on tonight's show, the legendary, iconic Christopher Alexander from Anabolic. You're too kind. How are you doing, Sal? Crowd goes wild, Chris. 
Hold on, we're, they're still clapping. What's happening? Hey, uh, same old stuff, different day. What's new? What's happening with you? Um, just doing our show. Uh, we had a. Uh, I was rushing around today. Con, my producer here, was uh, rushing around as well. And we were like, oh, let's just do a retrospective of your career so the fans will know what you've been doing from day one. Did you so say I, con is in contusion? No. Sound, oh, C- I thought you said con. Is, uh, no, no. Could, C- that C- would be a small world. C-O-N. I'm, I'm, I'm much nicer than contusion. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm sure, I'm sure the girls would, I'm sure the talent pool would say that. Yeah. So we got up to uh, when I did the vivid thing, and then I was at the red light thing. But now it is so funny that you, you you gave me that text because now we're up over to the anabolic days. So, Chris, uh, this is Con, by the way. Uh, before we go any further, what did you know of Sal, or how did you hear of Sal, or what was your introduction to Sal? Geez, you know what? I just I don't know. I don't. Off the top of my head, I'd have to really dig deep to think of the introduction, but I do know that he does win the uh, the award for being the least drama-filled director in the industry ever. Yes, and, uh, he gets he gets huge accolades for that because uh, he actually comes from a mainstream background of a uh, a regular kind of a job, where I understand his. Uh, his employee number is still one of the lowest out there. That's correct. Sir. Um, whereas there's other, there's other people in, uh, at your previous uh, job, as I understand it, they have numbers that are in the hundreds of thousands higher than yours uh, that you still, uh, still keep that number, as I understand it, just in case you ever decide to go back to mainstream and hang up the, uh, hang up the, uh, the adult uh, yeah, I did actually look at that. I did take a breather at one so point. So, what it, what exactly was Chris's position when you were you getting Sal, my, my position or Sal's position? Well, what was your position to when Sal came to start working for you? He's the owner of Anabolic. Oh, you're the owner well, of Anabolic. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he didn't know. That's I didn't awesome, know. guys. I'm telling you, we got a. I don't know. If, I don't right even now. know if I admit to ownership, but I certainly admit to being the founder. You are the founder, sir. That is correct. Um, God bless you. Yeah, so so when I got over there, uh, you know, I, I think the first thing you gave me, Chris, was Women of Color 8. And I was like, give me the ethnic stuff. And you're like, if you can do good with this one, let's see what happens. And it did fairly well. And then from there, it went on to... Hey, where are the white women at? It, it went on to eight. I think I had eight lines at some <laughs> point. But but I really want to get to Anabolic and, and you know, tell me, please. You know I love these stories. Uh can you please take us back to the early beginnings and explain? Well, actually, I go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Can you take us back to the, so our listeners, cause we have a lot of old school listeners. We had Greg dark on our show. Um, we have a oh, lot great. Of old, old school listeners that want to know like, man, what's it like to start a company that is, is legendary and iconic in the industry. You want to know about the start? Yeah. Uh, the start was a lot of, a lot of running around, a lot of craziness, a lot of, uh, Back then, it was VHS, which some people some people in your audience may remember. Nice. And some other people might say, what the heck is that? But the uh, I remember getting up in the middle of the night three times a night to change runs because I had my own duplication lab of about 600 machine, VHS machines. And basically, I'd have to get up in the middle of the night and change the tapes so that we'd have enough tapes to go out on new release day. God, that is and awesome. Get shipped, and get shipped all over the country. And... Uh, we did great numbers then. Uh, I guess now great numbers are measured in how many hits your website gets as opposed to 
how many VHS boxes of tapes go out the door. Wow, this is VHS but, uh, tapes. You'd run out. You'd it run was, out of ship. It's great. It was, it was. It was. You know. It was. It was. It was fun. It was exciting because I, uh, you know, every uh, every week after the shipment would go out of the new release, we'd get to run to the mailbox and uh, get lots and lots of really big checks, and nice. that was always a, a happy day. Now we're fighting to pay the rent, so okay. it's, uh, I think times have changed, yeah. certainly. Well, this, hopefully this isn't uh, a, l- a little bit too much to ask, but what, what did one need back then? Uh, about how much did one need to start their own porn company? Yeah, what happened, Chris? Did you, how did you start? Like, you just take us back. You know, I was actually in, I was actually very very blessed. I had a uh, a good friend of mine who was uh, he was the president of another very well known company. They uh, they owned the rights to Deep Throat and uh, Devil Miss Jones and a few they, other classic things such as those. <laughs> and the president of the company called me, and he was he wasn't particularly I don't know. He just he knew to, he knew to put the right people together. He had received a call from a gentleman in Northern California who had a desire to create a, um, a series of movies that he actually uh, wanted to, to fund the production of. Wow. And the guy was they actually a, on the board of directors of a, uh, of a bank, as I recall. Oh, shit. And uh, I've lost touch with the gentleman. I'd love to hear from him again because he's just one of the nicest guys you ever met. And uh, he actually, at the time, I remember at the time when I took him the uh, the movie when it was the first movie he financed when it was all finished. Um, and he said, "Oh yeah, see that house down the block?" And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, that's where Jose Canseco lives." <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so back then he was that? up in uh, Northern California. What, what movie? But the guy, that? Uh, the guy told me basically the guy put us together, and the gentleman had this vision for what he thought the perfect gangbang would be. Oh wow! And and so. Uh, I went ahead and I listened to him every night for probably two weeks where he would tell me every detail of every, everything he could imagine for what he thought that perfect production would, would have. And then he went on to tell me how he had, uh, he had given money to a couple of people to, to, to produce that movie already. And basically they ran off of this money or gave him such an inferior product that it wasn't worth his time. And he was very, very disappointed and at the same time a little apprehensive about investing further in what he really wanted to see. And for him, it was a labor of love. He wanted to see this, this production that he could, could wholeheartedly enjoy, if you will. And uh, so I talked to him, and we worked out a budget. And uh, I agreed to put up the, uh, the first half of the budget as long as he put up the other half. And the guy came through, and, and uh, when it was all said and done, it was a $20,000 production. Wow. And starred uh, Trixie Tyler Ooh, and, nice. uh, in all four scenes of the movie. As I recall, she was paid uh, $3,000 for her efforts. And that basically the efforts were for, you know, two days, three days of work, four scenes um, with, I believe it was eight guys, eight guys, eight guys. And the final day was like 20 guys. Yeah. That's a good girl. And, uh, yeah, romance, roman, romanticism at its at its finest. So that was Gangbang One, right? And so that movie, uh, you know, actually that movie also um, on the kind of on the DL, we snuck in. Um, who is it? It was Sharon Mitchell. Uh, 
The legendary. Another classic name, if you'll recall. But she actually, um, we, we disguised her as one of the guys <laughs> because um, that way we have another guy. Wow. So, uh, and But she got in there and, and did the job, you know. Oh, so she put a, like a strap-on on and pretended to be a guy? You, you hit the nail on the head, yes. Nice. Exactly. That is hilarious. What movie was this? Uh, that would be uh, The Gang Gang Girl, number one. Nice. And it's number one and two. It's, it's, it's together as a box set now as, uh, as what do you call it? Um, when it was VHS, it was two separate movies, number one and then number two. But then um, for the DVD, I put them both together. Oh, wow. Great. Wow. Um, I guess so. anybody looking for DVDs, they're currently carried by uh, Pure Play Video. Nice. So, they have a uh, website. That's who's handling my uh, my DVD distribution currently. What uh, they have a website, well, Chris? Let's, let's plug that then. What's their Sounds w- great. What's their website address? Uh, websites to carry would be um, I, I think Gangland carries them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I, I'm not sure what their website. I'm sure you can go to PurePlay.com and. You know, look for them in Van Eyes. Sweet, I would. I'm going to start collecting, sir. <laughs> there we well, go. There we go. I, I can't find the the cover of Gang Bang Girl number one. I saw it when I helped Chris move. Yeah. I saw it. I was like, no, this is, you can't believe how great. Because yeah, Chris, you have a cover for most everything you ever did, right? Almost as nice a cover as the as the Yardcore series. That's what I'm talking uh, about, sir. God, which of hol- course was hardcore. was was lensed by Mister Mister Salginola. with the whole hologram. Before I, mean, I before no right around when I met you, yeah, I remember watching that movie, and I didn't know it was you that directed. Oh it. wow! Yeah. But here's something I want to say about Chris: is Chris will take a chance with something. He these box covers were ridiculous. They had holograms. Chris and I put a soundtrack to a movie inside a movie as an extra disc because he's like yeah let's do this when hd cameras first came out chris is jumping on. i said let's do hd cameras they were heavy they were 80 pounds it sucked but but chris i love that you would always take a chance and they weren't renting for very cheap either no, as they're... i recall we had to run all the way across town to pick it up remember that's, that's true and 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 thank you for taking a chance on on things you really i like your style because you're not complacent with things you do you realize this, Con? He did a gangbang inside a football stadium. I know. I read an article on that on ViceMagazine.com. Oh on Vice.com, I read an article about you're, it. You're, it was at the... Yeah, uh, apparently it's much to the chagrin of some of the uh, the uh, the powers that be in the city council, whatever, of L.A. Yeah, it was at... Uh, Ten years after the movie came out, they're like, hey, uh, wait a minute, we never got paid for this movie. Oh. And it's like, yeah, you... Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, you did. Here's the here's the check. Oh, good. And it turns out the check went to uh, somebody else who went to it went to a uh, a location manager who then paid the. Uh, I guess he had an in with somebody that was like sort of doing backdoor deals right, on the Coliseum. Yeah. So yeah, uh, no pun intended yeah, with the backdoor the, the Sports Coliseum but, uh, by UC, USC. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Coliseum, not USC, but uh, yeah, I mean but that I was where the Olympics were in 1932. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, was that the it's, craziest? Uh, no, was that one of your craziest spots ever? You did something in? Had to be right. Uh, you know what? I think some of my favorite. I, I've always been very creative on our uh, locations. Um, for the that particular series that Trixie was in, um, we. I mean, not not just her movie, but with hers, we started off relatively tame. Just used this uh, soundstage, but some of the more outstanding locations were the uh, the Coliseum. Um, <laughs> We went, actually, I rented out Paris Airport, and uh, we shot Alex Jordan actually skydiving out of a plane right into the action, and that consisted of a, uh, I, I rented a, uh, a prison bus, 
and of course we uh, we wardrobed all the the guys as prisoners. Wow! And they're out they're out there working on a chain gang, and uh, Wait, hit, a real hit the guard in the back of the head with a shovel, <laughs> and uh, ran across the field as the girl comes down. Uh, I believe the comment was, "Look, a bitch." I remember we when and, first uh, we moved in that building. We did one then. Remember that we moved into that that building. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we did. One yeah, right the there. the old the old anabolic building um, yeah. while it was under construction. We yeah, were building was, it at the time. That was good too. God, um, that was awesome. That was uh, that was the taco truck with uh, you'll know her name. What you uh, shot her for a couple movies? Yes, I did. Um, yeah, thanks. I'm, Jasmine? No, um, was that yet? It was. Uh, Chanel Chavez. Oh, wait a minute. Chanel. There we go, Chanel Chavez. Chanel Thank Chavez. You. She was in everything. No relation to Caesar. Remember, she was that, that girl would come the minute a dick went in her, and it was so good if you were shooting her, you're like, I'm a hero because I'm capturing this. But <laughs> in essence, she would just, oh, she'd light up like a Christmas tree. It was fantastic. So out of the gangbang line, do you consider the gangbang series to be the number one thing that ever came out of Anabolic? Or still may be? <laughs> well, it certainly is the, um, it, you know, it's what the, it's what the company is no, initially known for. That's what really put us on the map. And, um, so how, you know, I, I think it's, it's some, certainly some of our finest work to be sure. And we always throw a lot of extra effort into that, making sure we had, like I said, you know, the best locations, um, but then again, you know, some of the newer stuff we did with you was, uh, was was quite outstanding as well. It's a lot just of the, uh, the teen anal the, stuff was you know, great. But like you said, the, the art course series, I thought, you know, we, we really went all out on that. Thank you. I, I can't, seriously, to this day, some whatever, some, uh, you know, seven or eight years later, I still some of my favorite all-time stuff I ever did. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just so... I always, Are you talking about the stuff that you caught on camera or the stuff that happened before or after you got the camera roll? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, in general, I, I really love <laughs> You know, I, I could just be free to make these crazy elaborate sets and the sex was always the anabolic style of, you know, it's going to be great and, and oh, I, I really... To this day, seriously, yeah. that's, that's. I remember back then. Back then, the money was so good that you came in once and said, "Oh, geez, Chris, I don't know. I want five thousand over budget." And I said, "Okay, let me write you a check." And you're like, oh, "I'm going to get paid for it." <laughs> no, <it's, it's> awesome. <laughs> you, you were a little bit surprised. That was I was great. Like, hey. No, that's what I'm saying. And the fact that we had a soundtrack. Who's had soundtracks, Chris? Not too many fucking companies. Not too many. No. I remember. I was so really. Oh, oh unbelievable. Um, no, well, was, that, although I did recently talk to one of the music guys from um, VCA, and he actually told me that, you know, because he's in a band, and he told me that, uh, he goes, yeah, you know, we actually did a soundtrack once, and I, was like, I think it was like for uh, one of the, uh, like, latex or sex or one of those, oh, you know, okay. kind of, like, it was like one of those real, real high-end movies that they, they spent crazy money on, but they, they may have done a soundtrack on one of those, too. Yeah, hey, wow, Chris, too bad you're not here, buddy. We just got pod-bombed by uh, a very ridiculously hot girl. Too bad. I told you to come down the studio. Uh -oh. <laughs> how um, does this happen? How does this happen? Adriana Chechik just walked in. You can Google that, Chris, and say, my God, you guys are lucky. Um, Fresh, freshly back from Miami. What What do you, uh, can you, I know. Hotter, hot, as long as you're talking about Adriana's, hotter than Adriana Sage. That's a tough. It's one, a different. Chris. It's, it's that's a different kind of uh, <laughs> different animal. Because Adriana Sage, what? she was like half 
Max shoes can shoes half in black, right? Yeah, something. Oh, Chris, she has a no, couple. no, no. She she's she just another uh, beautiful Latina. Okay. okay, and doesn't she have her own entire series called uh, "A Come Sucking Horny Adriana Sage"? If I'm not correct, no, that's not a series. Is that actually that series? Uh, it's kind of funny. It started off as a um, as a payback on um, the very first one was actually Francesca Lay. Okay, Ooh, and what it name. what it happened was. Um, I had to sue her to get her to live up to her contract or give some of the money back that she was my first contract girl ever. Oh, okay, wow. And uh, and so the one she had she had like two rules, and the one rule was don't ever call her a whore, and the other rule was um, I think she didn't like fingers inside of her or something like that. Okay. So um, you know everything else was fine, um, but just not those two things. So of course, um, since she became so annoying. I decided uh, to create, have a comp- that was my first of a compilation series, and the uh, <laughs> you got sweet revenge named it appropriately a cum sucking whore because you know oh, that Jesus would Christ. be the yeah, most classic, offensive to her. Classic Chris Alexander comedy, by the way. This guy's wow. his sense of humor. So, um, so Adriana, who just walked into our studio, looking hi. sexy with her little well, hippie headband on. Um, nice. We're, we're, nice retro. We're talking to uh, Chris Alexander. Do you know who that is? She's too new, Chris. She's too new, yeah, Chris. I'm afraid to say no, but how about no, Biff Malibu? You familiar with Biff Malibu? No. <laughs> well, I got to get into that, Chris. We got to. We can't let you so hang we, up with well, that. Let's tell her who he okay. is. So Chris is the uh, the owner of Anabolic, um, a company I worked for for five years, I think, and uh, one of the iconic. And, and and also the one that you agreed to work for some more in the future, I'm hoping, too, yes? Say no more, dude. I will be over tomorrow. Do you need some PAs? Oh, Con, looking at P. Hey, uh, no, Chris, tomorrow. It, I'll be there. Just remember that, okay? Um, Good stuff. Well, it sounds like you've got your star sitting right next to you there. Oh, if you had any idea. <laughs> so, Chris, what, <laughs> if, if I love doing this, and we have a little segment called Porn Island. We're going to get to that in a second. Is do you know the number one all-time greatest thing uh, movie that ever came out of Anabolic numbers wise? Yes, oh, off you the do. top of my head, I got a pretty good guess. Oh, what would it be? Please tell me. Um, actually, it was the it was a compilation. It was the first time I ever came out with. Um, it was I think it was my first compilation ever because a lot of companies live on their comps and Anabolic. Uh, we didn't do them too often, but. You know, it was nice to nice to pad and pad the bank account a little bit here and there. So back then, we were going out for new release to wholesalers. It was like thirteen bucks, and in VHS, and we came out with the best of the Gangbang Girl number one. Oh. And of course, like, and it had a compilation. It's like it was like five or six scenes. And what I did different on that was I was the first one in the industry to come out with a gold foil covered box. Wow. And there were, I mean, it was like the whole video box. It cost like a, bu- a buck more for the package. The packages, I think, were like usually 24 cents, and that's this actually, one was going to cost me like a dollar twenty-four or something. That's really and, brilliant. Uh, you, you and, but there was just this shiny, shiny gold foil that covered most of the box, and then I just had pictures of the other box covers that the, uh, that the scenes were coming oh, wow, from on the, on the cover. And... The, I think I was ordering those like, I want to say I had to order like five or 10,000 boxes at wow. a time from the printer. And as I recall, by the time I got to my third or fourth reorder on the boxes, 
the uh, the printer started spreading the word because he got to make extra money too to other people that hey you know uh, anaboxy oh, really good at these foil boxes yeah shit. so all, what, what then all of a sudden other people started using foil but I was the, yeah. the first guy out of the gate with the foil box and people just uh, I guess they were flying off the shelves in the bookstores yeah well that's really kind of brilliant because you know maybe once maybe twice I've been into a porn shop. Maybe, just maybe. And, uh, you know, like anything that's going to catch your eye, you're going to go up and take a look at it. And if there was no other gold-foiled VHS boxes around, that's the first thing that's going to catch your eye, and you're going to check it out. And when it's like the best of the gangbang girl number one, I mean, it's just like, geez, Louise. All right, Chris, we're going to do something. We have a segment. We're going to cue our music up for it. I'm so excited. There it is right here. This is for you. You might not be able to hear this. Might be able to hear this. Can you hear this music? All right, Chris, are you ready for this? It's called Porn Island, okay? There's there's an island. It's called Porn Island, and we're going to go over there, and we're going to shoot some stuff. You're allowed to bring five girls in the history of Anabolic to this island in their prime. Who would it be? Well, quick question. Am I bringing them for survival reasons, or am I bringing them for just uh, purely hedonistic reasons? Con, what do you think? I think the hedonistic Hedonistic reasons. it is, Chris. Who would it be? Uh, you know what? As long as I mentioned it earlier, Adriana Sage was always one of our favorites. At oh. Bless your heart. Okay, that's one. You got four more. Debbie Diamond. Debbie Diamond. Awesome. Yes, for sheer energy. She was, she was, she was incredible. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then um, let's see here. Dinah Jewel. That's take, was, that's taking it out. That's, that's, that's like, I don't remember. She was a I, uh, an import from Sweden. Oh, I, I do remember. She was like late eighties, right? You got it. Oh, God. thank you very much. No, no, much. no, no. Actually, oh. wait. You know what? Let me think. No, no, no. It wouldn't have been until the nineties because anabolic wasn't wasn't incorporated until the early nineties. Okay. Uh, you got two more, Chris. So early nineties. After uh, we we brought her back after a trip from Sweden. Nice. Um, let me see. What do we have here? Three so far. Two, yeah, yeah, two more to go. Two more. Well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to defer to you, Sal, for a, for a little help. Uh, no, 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 no. You can't do that because because this is his show. Well, and you I'm know gonna... what? <laughs> then we're gonna we're gonna go with your Christmas tree girl then. Oh, oh, Chanel Chavez. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Good, yes. Oh, sweet. I right, got one more in the history of anabolic. Founded in what? 1990. What? One. One. 1991 till. Infinite future, because we're going to talk. Adriana, what year were you born? 91. Oh, oh Adriana, Adriana was born Say in 91. Again. 91. Wow, the gr- our wonderful... See? See that? All right, what you got... Two great, two great, two, two incredible births in the same year. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, you got one more to go. The island is almost packed. And then I'm going to ask you another question. It might be a little bizarre, but we're going to ask it anyway. You got one more girl on this island. Who would it be? Oh, jeez. Jasmine Byrne, possibly? She'd be right out. She'd certainly be a contender. <laughs> Jeez. Um, you know what? Go ahead. I'm going to leave that one open. I'm going to leave the fifth one open just because there'd be somebody that I would that I would offend by not, you know, uh, by not uh, naming. What a business, uh, Look at that. He's going. Can, all, all, the, so, all the greats can know they would have been the number five. In, in I'm the uh, to do that. In, in the world of computers, that's called a, a – uh, 
a dead failover. You have like one <laughs> dead drive. So if all the if one of the other drives fails, you can just fill it in with this other dead drive. It'll come dead on. Drive failover. Look at you. Look at that. That's redundancy that'd right be a, there. That'd be, that, in computers, that'd be a RAID IO. Yeah, that that oh. be that that'd be the the dead drive on the RAID shelf right there. Sweet. All right, ready for this, Chris? This isn't bizarre, but you you, you have to pick five guys that impressed the crap out of you. Over the years, it, 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 living, non-living. If you had to bring, I can't, I can't hear, can't hear oh, you over so, the noise, over the over your, uh, oh, your yeah. theme song. We're playing now. our theme song. Five, you you got to go on an island, uh, and, and you got to bring five of the best guys you've ever seen perform in the history of anabolic. Who would that be? Uh, number one, Mark Davis. Mark, of course. Oh, Perfect. Uh, number two, uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Nice. Okay. One of my favorite scenes those of all the, time. Those are, those are my bread and butter guys. I would take them with me every time I went on a world tour. Oh, remember the world tours? Um, Con, Con, we had anabolic world tours where we'd go to other countries and shoot us. And just lay pipe in all these other phenomenal. countries? You got three more. Uh, Jamaica was hilarious. Those guys were so uh, so smoked out. It was crazy. <laughs> but anyway. Um, oh, Rocco Sofredi. Rocco! Rocco. Rocco is a legend. <laughs> We are allowed to bring in foreign talent for this. Uh, that is this, correct, right? sir. We got two I mean, more. it's an island, so sure. Yeah. Okay, so we got the... Well, now, wait a minute. There's a problem here. Yes. If I bring all these super studs to the island... You're not getting any, neither am I. <laughs> and I've got these five hotties, I'm getting no action. And none of us are. Uh, you are correct. We're going well, <laughs> we're, 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 we're to bring them on the island for our, our barbecue party and shoot, and then we're bringing them over there. You so. should have been like Ed Powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> You should have been, yeah. Hey, you know what? One of, one of actually the nicest guys, and back in the day, he would show up to my shoots, and actually um, some of the guys that actually helped me get the company started wow. uh, by just being supportive of fellow producer-directors, Ed Powers, he would come and be talent on my shoots. John Ed, Leslie Ed didn't, would come I and be talent Ed on my shoots. I did, like, amateur stuff. Um, think think uh, the, the gangbang with Selena Seal with both of them. Wow. Um let me think. Who else? Uh, oh, Farrell Tim Lake from uh, Homegrown. Jesus. Uh, he was kind enough to uh, participate with us, as was Max Hardcore, the man, the myth, the legend. Wow. We want to get him on the show. Um, I'd love to get him on the show. You could help us, right? Get him on the show, maybe, Chris? I could, I could, I could, I could get you a number. Right? Sure, no problem. He's, 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 he's out and about. And when I say out and about, I mean, he's, he's finally out and he's about. Oh, and uh, he, he's, As I understand it, he's... he's uh, He's re-editing some of the stuff, and I think he's actually maybe shooting some new stuff even. Wow. So he's, God he's bless definitely him. Be, uh, he's, he's on point. He's, he's got the internet. Uh, I think he's revamping. I'm sure people do enough web searches for, uh, for Max that they can find him. Wow. That's incredible. Okay, let's see. So we got, we got, we got Rocco. We got um, two more, right, I think? Uh, more, two more. Steve, I mean Mark. Rocco, Mark, and... Uh, Shawn Michaels? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think you got one more. You know what? You know what? I'm, I got to give it to one of my uh, directors slash talents, uh, Lexington. Lexington, Lexington Steel. Steel. We had him on the show. It was a great interview. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Uh, actually, uh, you know, one of the guys that did the world tours with us, and oh, always uh, was ready to step up to bat and uh, hit a home run, if you will. Yeah. That's great. Great. Uh, let me see. We got to so get we this guy in the four, studio. Man. One more. One more. At the risk of offending people. Who no, I, I, I'm about to. Um, I could throw one out there for you. You'd probably agree with me. 
You might. I, I'm all ears. Who would you suggest? John Doe threw it down, didn't he? Who? John Doe. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, he, you know what? He'd be the other one. You're right. Absolutely. He's, he, he was, was, uh, he's not he was hilarious, yeah, too. He, hey, girls like yeah. to be. I yeah, mean, girls, oh, I'm working with John Doe today. They get so excited. He's not with us anymore. He passed away, but... Um, Man, yeah, he would throw down with that fucking thing he had between his legs. Jesus. Oh, no, he was, and you know what? Actually, um, something people may not know about him, he actually had a uh, photographic memory. Oh, wow. Uh, what do they call it? An idyllic, idyllic memory, whatever they call it. Um, but he, like, I realized that once we were doing some lines on something, you know, I stayed away from scripts as much as possible and sort of just, you know, shot free, you know, just, you know, people emoting their emotions, if you will, not necessarily memorizing lines. And we did this thing where there were some lines that were necessary. And after the third take, I'm like, that sounded just like the first two. And he goes, oh, yeah, I, I, I've got this thing I can do. Wow. <laughs> and he explained it. I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah, he did a and, lot you know, of great stuff. Just, uh, he had it going on. He uh, really, really intelligent guy. And um, rest in peace. Uh, you know, we all miss him. And and you know it's unfortunate that uh, I guess uh, public gets a public service announcement in. Um, please, people, if you've got bad habits, uh, find a way out of them quickly because the otherwise you might find yourself uh, dead and leaving a lot of people missing you. Yeah, we had a lot of we've had a lot of Chris. You and I both have had a lot of close close people through the years uh, take their own lives, and man, that's a great thing to say because. Uh, before you do something crazy, check in with your friends because I'm sure they can send you on a different different path. You know, so a lot of I mean, a lot of animals. Absolutely, so. and you know what? And I think more often than not, the people that have uh, checked themselves out, almost, I'd say almost always it's drug related. They're you know, it's not like they they're dealing with rational thoughts at the moment. They decide right. to uh, do whatever dumb thing they decide to do. True, true. Um, well, yeah. sir, and you actually you you are one of the guys that I know that. Uh, that's something else we share is that neither one of us, uh, you know, we're more into uh, trying to stay fit as opposed to uh, stupid. Yeah, I've so. done that. And I've, I've tried to turn that in the industry. Honestly, this may sound really bizarre, like my own little crusade, but I've tried to turn on so many people to other things in the industry, you know, cycling and martial arts and stuff. So I've always, you know, Khan himself isn't a drinker or doesn't do anything. So it's always good to uh, just try. Hey, and good, good for you, Khan. Yeah. Just try. Yeah, I want to get a job at Anabolic. <laughs> so yeah, hey. you're, you're right though. But yeah, I just try and do that, and it's weird, but that's my little thing and whatever. So, but thank you no, so that, much. That's, that's certainly you know what that that's one of the things that Sharon Mitchell had going when she had uh, right, AIM yeah. back in the day. Yeah, that's true. Um, she actually one of her her goals was to try to help people get uh, have alternatives to uh, life. You know, help make make healthy lifestyle choices. Well, because, and she got railroaded. You know, the out. industry, the industry. It, for some, it's a lot of stress, and that being the case, some people deal with it better than others, and some just try to escape from it, and that's not, you know, that's the wrong reason to be in the industry. So. Right, right. Well, we, you know that, I know that, yeah. but we came into it with level heads, and we're, you know, having fun and and trying to make great products, but at the same time, there's, uh, it's really sad to people that, uh, that make the bad choices and, you know, I, I applaud your crusade that you're trying to help people stay off of drugs. Yeah, why not? You know, um, we're only here for X amount of time. Let's just have a little fun. I have a daughter in high school, and she was just telling me some of the stuff she's hearing in her drug education classes in the high school. And I'm like, I'm just smiling inside going, 
I'm so glad you're hearing all this stuff from, you know, somebody other than dad and you're, nice. you're, you know, you're, you're, such, you're, you're embracing it, you know? And she's like, Oh yeah. You know, and telling me how dangerous everything is. And I'm like, you know, at a girl, that's my, that's, you know, I'm really proud that, uh, you know, that she gets it. And, you know, of course you want good things for your kids, but at the same time, I really wish more of the, the people in the industry got it. Because, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll keep know. trying. So, well, you remember how often do we have to wait for, uh, Con will appreciate this. Con, Sal has a list of excuses. That might be a whole show you Oh, my gosh. The, yeah. the excuse list. Yeah. Have you discussed this on your show? No, we haven't. <laughs> There's this, one where the girl, I, I girl can tell calls you. Sal. She's already late, two hours late to the shoot. Sal's like, where are you? And she's already called twice saying, I'm on the way. And she's calling again saying, now, where are you? I'm kind of lost. And he's like, well, where are you now? And she goes, well, I'm on the 405. And he goes, okay, well, you're going north, right? And she's like, yeah, because she's coming from, like, Laguna Beach or something. And he's talking to her, and she's explaining her back and forth. And finally, Sal just gets a feeling because he knows she might not be the most uh, credible person in the world. So he says to her, do me a favor. And she's like, what? He goes, honk your horn. <laughs> and she's like, what? He goes, no, she's just honking. You said you're on the 405. Like, honk your horn. This. I want to I I hear your horn. Oh, you busted like, uh, her big um, time. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. My, uh, oh, my, my horn my doesn't horn's work. Broken. It yeah, doesn't work. Broken. It doesn't work. Or what's the, what's the next exit like, you see? Yeah. Sounds like, you're not really in your car yet, are you? And she's like, well, no. <laughs> God, I can't believe you remember that. That <laughs> is totally hilarious. busted, but, you know, it's just so. Yeah, that, that was excuse number 23. Yeah, thank you for that. I totally forgot. I used to do that all the time. So anyway, well, Chris, oh, yeah, he sounds so smarter than the average, uh, oh, keep, thank average, you, sir. average um, talent. So he was able to, uh, able to cut through a lot of their, uh, their baloney excuses. Well, that's your fifth grandmother that's died this month. How yeah, is yeah. it possible? <laughs> that's know? awesome. Well, so. we, you've, you've heard and seen a lot more than me with all your years in the business. We got to have this guy in the studio. Oh, no, Chris will come down to the studio for sure, but we're going to, we're going to jet out to another segment. Chris, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Well, hey, guys. I appreciate the call and uh, anabolic.com. Uh, go ahead and stop by the website and uh, get to see some of the stuff if you like and, uh, you know, maybe join the site even. Hey. Sweet. There awesome. you go. Yeah, join we'll, the site. We'll hey, you. no, Chris, we are looking yeah, for you sponsors. Go have, go have fun with your far more attractive talent than, uh, than I am in your studio, okay? Right, we'll have you in though, Chris, please. Please. And thank you. Uh, thank you once again. I've said this a bunch of times, but with the utmost of sincerity, thank you so much for what you offered me over at Anabolic and, and with Diabolic as well, because it, it was where I did a multitude of movies and I had a great time. Thank you for what you gave me in that part. Well, of my thank life. you. And I really appreciate your hard work and, uh, and we'll do some more. Fuck yeah, we will. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. Have a good evening. Bye. You got it. That was an awesome interview. Dude, Chris is the <laughs> shit, man. The, the guy awesome. literally, to, to summarize, guys, because he didn't, he talked, Chris has stories, endless stories. The guy invented basically the gangbang in the U.S. God bless him. And and just so many, I mean, I don't, I should ask him how many actual titles they had out. It's it's ridiculous. It's got to, I mean, it's got to be in the thousands. Yes. Yeah, so they started in 91. They're still going. Yeah. Um, he and I have touched on that a little Adrian, bit. Adriana, have you shot for Anabolic? No. No, because they haven't shot in three years. What? They took three years off. Why? For a multitude of reasons. But guess what? They're coming back. Guess what? That's right. Shh. Is someone going to be working yeah, for them? Yeah, right. I am. Would you work for Anabolic? They're into gangbangs. They're into well, yeah, the I'm good stuff. Anything multiples, I love. <laughs> they're into the good stuff. <laughs> you just got to say gangbang them there. It's a party. Uh, yeah, they're well, into great stuff. <laughs> what, what were you doing yesterday, Adriana? 
What was I doing? I was having a DP. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even God It bless. was a good day. Where, it was a great day. What were you doing, Con? Oh, I was there. <laughs> oh. He was the other person. Yeah. I was getting DP'd. Yeah. It um, was a, it was a double DP. <laughs> the double DP. Yeah. I shot a DP today. It was uh, Lexi Price with a deal, uh, strap on into Kira Kennedy with a butt plug thingy. Sex. I want to see. Hot, if, did you take pictures? Good. I want to see that. I got photos. They were on the <laughs> podcast last week. They were good. They were little cam girls, and they were just like mm, they were super cute. Oh, I spent. And now they're I peeing sp- each other. Yeah, oh, no, awesome. I spent. Uh, <laughs> what I bad sp- news? I spent like three days. Just got tons of stuff for saljano.com. You will see that soon. Uh, I have another integral part of the lineage. We're gonna get. I know she's ridiculous. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm I'm distracted <laughs> with the hotness in the in the studio. So catch up with her while I get this other okay. thing going on. And How was Miami? It was good. What Hot. happened? Um, I I couldn't tell you. I don't really remember. What? <laughs> what is what is this? No, um, I had a great time. It was really fun. You were there for the convention, right? Yes, I was there for Exotica. Were you just um signing, or did you do they do they don't do awards there, do they? No, it's just a they convention. Don't. It's just a convention. How many autographs did you sign? Oh my God, I don't even want to know. How many people grabbed your waist? How many people grabbed my asshole? I can tell you your that. Your asshole? Like more than 2,000. Yeah, because like I, I didn't wait, wear wait, underwear. Wait, wait. <laughs> if you go to arrangementfinders.com, you can see all the pictures where I didn't wear underwear. And some people just be like, I'm going to go right in. And I'm just like, oh, Damn, you got shit. Fun. Okay. You had strangers touching yeah, your butthole? Yeah, but I was like paying for it. So it was funny. You were paying for it? <laughs> no, they, they were, were paying for it. So it was How funny. much did it cost to touch your butthole? Like 20 bucks. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I got 50 in That's my pocket. Deal. <laughs> Damn hey. it. You can just put the tip in. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my wallet right now. Uh-oh. What will it get me? How Depends much on you how got. much you got. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Look at Adriana Chetrick just teasing me. She knows the right things to say. <laughs> oh, you can touch my butthole for 20 bucks. I'm like, boing, Con's like, but I just made 20 today. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to give you another one. Um, oh. Okay, okay so where are we on your timeline? Uh, so you just started working for Anabolic. Yeah, 03, I went over to Anabolic and... Um, started your and own you line. Just heard, yeah. No, no, well, they um, they gave me uh, Woman of Color 8, and it was awesome. And then I started... I had 56 movies over there. <clears throat> and then I left to uh, start a, a fitness gym of my own. Um, and that leads me up to, like... Uh, like oh seven, I was over and it was so funny. And Chico Wang was over there at the time. John Strong was over there at the time. Um, Robbie Digital was over there at the time. Uh, we're gonna call this guy. So it was totally cool to call him. We talked about him all the way up. Robbie D from Digital Playground. Have you ever worked for them? No. Oh, I haven't. Not okay. Yet. Well, we're gonna call him because he was the guy that got me started in this whole little thing. So we're gonna call him up. He just got inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Good times. What happened in Florida? I'm just gonna stare at you. Anyway, <laughs> well, we missed having you around. A podcast without, you know, you is like I a, know. No I know. Podcast it's like a regular at all. thing. Uh-oh. I know. What's, what's going up? On? Why don't you admit oh. you like us? You like us? No, I hate you guys. All right, I'm get the fuck the out. Dog. That's oh, that's true. You do like Obviously. the dog. <laughs> yeah, I, do. <laughs> I just locked him up too because he was nibbling on cords. Hello. Holy sweet Jesus of Christ, Robbie D. <laughs> Robbie D, you are live. You are live on the Porn Director Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Hall of Fame. This motherfucker got inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. 
Let's hear it for him. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Hold I mean, on. That was such a good thing because we always we always made a joke. I mean, that we said when I won like International Director of the Year three three years in Europe, yeah. I was I was thrilled. I was like, yeah, life is gold. Right. But we always had a joke going. Once you're Hall of Fame, you're fucked. You're done. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, we we, no. had, we uh. This I've had a podcast for a while now. Tonight's this really crazy night. Um, things I was working all day. Uh, we got pod bombed by Adriana Chechik. If you're not, if I get kicked out one more fucking time, anyway. Sorry, my headphones got kicked out. Um, anyway, you, you know you know me. I lose it once in a while. Anyway, Adriana Chechik just pod bombed us. Are you familiar with her? No. You know what's funny is actually. I was serious when I texted texted you earlier tonight. What is a podcast? Oh, okay. Well, here's here's you know, I'm kind of a fucktard. I mean, yeah, I'm not absolutely. That All right. So here's what know. it is. Here, here's what it is. Every I mean, really, every Thursday night. Uh, every you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, so you. so every Thursday night I do a little kind of an internet radio show with Khan, buddy of mine. You probably know him. Hello. Uh, and we're up yeah. to episode thirty three. And we have guests on, and we speak, we speak to them. So we've had on Lexington Steele, Nina Hartley. Uh, we had on Gregory Dark. How about that one, buddy? Uh, we have. Those are some bigger names. Uh, yeah. I, feel, I feel obligated to, be, to do something well. Yes. Well, you may have to. But, but tonight, so Khan, my producer, says tonight, listen, let's, let's find out about how no one's ever sat down with you and gone, dude, how did you get into this whole fucking thing? So I've mentioned you on this podcast probably a gazillion fucking times. So tonight I was like, okay, we just got done talking to Chris Alexander over at Anabolic. Um, we're, it's kind of like touch, yeah. touching upon what the hell I've done. But you've come up a gazillion times on this podcast because you got me my start. So what's going on in your world? Please fill us in. I, I, where do you want to start from? I mean, besides the fact that you're probably one of my fondest memories that I have in my life. Oh, Where do thank you want to go? I mean, oh, that's great. If anyone wants to know, when people talk about me, or when, when we talk, I think when I we get down be to business, becoming a little bit I, I, I bring up the fact that, you know, me and Sal came up together, you know, we worked together, and he blew up and did really wonderful and made me proud. Nice. And then a little known secret, you know, we used to fight together, jujitsu, nice. dirt biking and sports, you know, all together. It was like a, you know, I mean, we were like best pals. And then also, um, uh, you know, which is not, not fun to admit, but on like every Thanksgiving and Christmas, it was me and Sal alone eating machaca burritos and, and going strip clubs. Strip clubs. That's correct. <laughs> and every, every holiday I look, I have a tear in my eye. And I think to this day, some 15 years later, every holiday, I'm like, hey, are you going to strip club? I'll send you a text. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, you know, when people talk to you or they want to be, you know, like just get personal with you or, or anyone, I mean, you know, right. that's pretty much my two, my two favorite stories is you and me in strip clubs on Thanksgiving and Christmas with Machaca burritos yep. and, uh, you know, a motor, motorcycling together, you know nice. I mean? That's and jujitsu, you know what I mean? Nice, sweet, you know, sweet. Now Sal kicks ass, and I just lay around doing no, nothing. No, <laughs> please, please. But anyway, take us back, because I know the whole story. Let's let's take it back to sunshine, shall we? Um, tell us how... No. Yes, please. <laughs> please tell us. Fill people in, dude. You're, you're in the Hall of Fame. Let people know that aren't familiar with your stuff, because they will be after this. We have fans the worldwide. Uh, t- let, let's, let's Tell us the Robbie D story, please. I, 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 you know, you know it more than anyone. Probably, you could probably tell it better than myself. But I uh, started with Bobby uh, Dickman. I think, I think no. it really happened. I was, I was shooting stuff, you know, and I was really into cameras. 
And I have a, I think, I think being humble, I think I'm very good at cinematography. I have an eye for it, you know. I've taught many friends that are great now, you know, like yourself, you know. I, I, I think I have that. And, and I, a, a girl left me, and I was living alone in an apartment, jerking off every day. And, you know, the next thing I know, I was like, I can do this better than those guys can. You know right, what I mean? Right. And I just went out and kind of did my own thing with my own money with some friends and made a really crazy gonzo thing that was sort of like a, a Stagley Buttman thing or a Seymour Butts thing because right. I was fans of theirs. And I just kind of charged it and went for it. And went. I, uh, I made like one phone call and I got a hold of a guy that was just an amazing person to me. Uh, I can't remember right now. I can't remember his name. Wait, wait, back up um, a second here. Back up one second, please. Uh, yeah. This is Con. Yeah. Um, so you made your own porn and then called around yeah. to see who you could get, who you could sell it to. Yeah, yeah. How, so, who, who, yeah. Wait, how did you find the and talent? I wound, well, I wound up talking to. Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name right now. It's bumming me out because I really respect him and love him, and he's passed on. Uh, but J- it's Jason's dad, if you remember. Oh, Jason, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, you know. Andre Andre Pichard, guy, right? Andre Pichard. Andre Pichard was a director. See, I do know more about your past than you do. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and I got I got the guy on the phone by accident. I was like, "Hey, my name's Robert. Uh, I I have a little company. You know, um, I shot something. I'd like to unload it. You know, and see if you guys like it." And then he hit me up with like, "Well, you know, what are you into?" And I mentioned just off the cuff his fucking new series. Oh. And he says, you just answered the million dollar question. <laughs> nice. I'm on Ray Pichard. You know, that's me. That's my Venom series was it. You know, where they, they would plug the cameras into their cam- their TVs and then videotape themselves, you know, doing things with girls. You know what I mean? No. I have no idea. And, uh, or whatever. <laughs> so, and so I went up and met him and, and he, you know, uh, his company didn't like me, but he sent me over somewhere else that same day boom i was in wow is that then, was that sunshine or no yeah yeah sunshine that was it wow boom. they were like here's, oh, wait a here's, second here's seven grand for this movie you did you know which cost me like you know 1500 bucks i was like all right woo. wait you wait a mean? second hold on you're getting Rob. go ahead all right you shot a porn without knowing any porn stars yeah absolutely how I did you find anyone. the talent and what did you do what do you mean? What did I do? Like, no, how? Did, what? Where did you find the talent? And you know, yeah, who did you use well, for male talent stuff? There was a and ma- female. There was a there was a magazine back then. I think I, I don't even remember. I don't care. It, it was like you know, monthly magazine or whatever, like a format. But in the back, it had listings of all the companies and oh. things like that. And I didn't know company from company, but I wound up uh, meeting over the phone Jim South. Jesus. And that's kind of where it started. I, I, I started a business over the phone with a business card being printed from a family family member. Firepole Production. Fucking A right. God, they, they signed my checks, those motherfuckers. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I, I remember going up there the first time in my life, coming up to, the, uh, uh, to Ventura Boulevard, if you want to. You know, narrow it down to, to the to the valley. You know, right? And they were closed for lunch. Wait, and wait, like wait, to wait! Walk down the street to Hamburger Hamlet, and so 
so I went and ate it. That that what's that? What's that, what's that diner on Ventura Boulevard, bro? You know the one, the Mel's Diner. Mel's Diner. Mel's diner. I was gonna say you your know, favorite place there. is Ruben's Rubio's Red Hots or whatever. That was your spot. No, no, no. Yeah, that was no. That was in the vivid days. Oh, okay. This is earlier. When you had, when this, that's when you're really yeah. making the money. Yeah, and it was just the street, Ventura Boulevard, and the hill, and something just felt felt really comfortable for me. I just I just really liked it. So, anyways, I went back to. Jim's house after lunch and I go upstairs and you go into this little tiny office and 2020 or whatever that show was on TV was there and the cameras are everywhere Tom Byron Christy Canyon everyone and standing there is a new guy getting filmed on TV wow yeah so whatever so you know the typical story, you know, you try to put together a couple shows, you know, um, you know, keeping it cheap. You know, I tried to perform. I was terrible. I, uh, I remember that. Honestly, here I go again, knowing about your past. I totally remember that. <laughs> you know, I think I went after a few of the first ones that I really... <laughs> Sorry, we have sound effects here. Sorry. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know, it, it, you know, like something that should have took 20 minutes took like five hours, you know. <laughs> No, I don't know. No, anyway. And, uh, and and I sold them. Yeah, I sold them to Sunshine. And after three shows, the editor there, that was a very good editor named Madison. Oh, I remember said, Madison. You don't belong here. I have a friend at Vivid that needs you. Wow. And Vivid grabbed me that day, man. They were like, boom, you're on. So you is Madison? I mean? Madison's still around, right? I don't know. You know, Madison Parker. I believe was Madison Parker. No, I don't remember last time. I have, I really don't, I don't know, man. I hope she moved on to something better somewhere and is still doing what makes her creative, but in a better environment. Maybe. Right, right. I don't know. So what happens at but, Vivid? Uh, Who contacted you at Vivid? Uh, well, Steve Hirsch or something? What happened at Vivid, I, you know, you know, you know the story. I created their Gonzo line. I took over the Gonzo line. I was responsible for all the action sports sex stuff that we all did together. Yeah. You know? Pat, that was intense. I created that whole drive around in a, in a van and pick someone up thing that Reality Kings made fun and favorite. I don't know how that worked. Do whatever. Why didn't I get that money? But <laughs> did you do an ice cream truck? Uh, I moved into uh, like doing features for him just by picking up the ball. Oh, that's I right. I the guy that answered the phone, you know, and said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. I got you." You know what I mean? Right. And we moved into features, and then you just, you know, from there. From there, you you develop a personality. Either you work well, as you know, with with people and mm-hmm. understand people and read people, you know, and move forward, or you're like a, a brick in their way. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and I got I got really lucky, and I just I got lucky working well with contract girls and understanding contract girls and their needs and and crew keeping your crew happy. Yeah, we you know, talked and, about but this also a lot. Always remembering the dude at home. You know what I mean? Right. What he wants. What he wants to see. Who's your demographic? You know what I mean? Perfect. And we did features for a while, and then uh, I made friends with uh, Nick Andrews. You know, you yep. remember Nick? Yeah. And Nick did very big, very big movies, and he did them for Digital Playground. So I met my one of my best friends today. I met all um, uh, June from Digital Playground. Right. Do you and remember we that time? Like, I was working for Nick, so I stayed with June for a minute, and we just we <laughs> could be funny. Could be funny. We clicked over a series of 
BMW films with Clive, what's it, Clive Owen? Yeah, but Wong Clive Car- Wong, Owen, whatever his name is. Yeah, Wong Kar Wai did that. Those things, this is where, yeah, that's, we clicked over those little shorts that someone had made for them. Oh, I love that And we series. were like, boom, you know what I mean? Yep. And I got offered a gig, and I, I left Vivid, you know, which was which was a bummer because I love Steve and Marcy. And, uh, but anyways, I left Vivid and went to Digital Playground. And then pretty much uh, created Digital Playground for the next, what, what is it, 12 years? 10 years? Damn, I don't know. dude, nice. Fan fuck. Remember that you time know, I, mean, I came down I mean, there? That's what I did. I made every movie, every movie they have there, except for Pirates and Island Fevers, is mine. Wow. <laughs> that's incredible. Remember I came down there and yeah. told June when we were going to start Anal, and you're like, you're such an ass. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I going to see some anal today? And he's like, who the fuck is this dude walking around? Why haven't I fucking kicked you know, him out of here? You know, what you got to do is like, you find, you learn, you, you, you find your demographic that you're going after. You know what I mean? You're right. And that's what you target in business. Am I going after the Burger King guy or the McDonald's guy? Am I going after the anal, uh, anal guy or the, you know, right, like right, the right. couples guy? You know what I mean? Right, and I think that's where my strength was a little bit, was finding the demographic that you needed me to be at. Perfect. You know what I mean? And that, that's where, that's kind of where my strength lies. I mean, I can do, I can, I think I can do anything, but you tell me, hey, I want to target, you know, the 35 to 45 couples at home on Friday night. Right. Boom, done. I got you. Sweet. I want to target the 18-year-olds. Boom, done. I got you. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> the 18-year-old stuff is free right now. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. All right, you check know? check this out. We, so, I mean, I, I mean, some of my best days ever in my life were spent with you. You know, working oh, with you. This guy. You know. Thank you, sir. The time. Like I said, one of my best stories ever. I missed one. Was, was that we, you and I? Are we supposed to talk about you and I or not? Is that bad? What do you mean? What are you talking about? I just got a. He just dropped over you with uh, Marge Simpson. So what did you say? No, I was one of our best. One of our best. One of my best stories in my life. I said, you and I, you and me, right. you and I, right. used to go to work at 7 in the morning. That's right. At Jay's, at Jay's studio, remember? Yep, the stage. We would work till 4 in the morning. Yep. Drive back to Seal Beach for 30 minutes of sleep and go back to work. Yep, yep. What's our call time? Uh, call time's 9. Well, it's going to take us two hours to get from Seal Beach to the Valley. Fucking thanks. Well, why we didn't sleep there, I don't know. You're like, dude, we had to go home. Yeah, we turn around. Yeah, that, yeah, 30 that, minutes. That, that is totally one of my first stories I ever tell anyone. Is it what you and I went through when we paid our dues? Well, yeah, and I, and I talked about this to, to Khan and, and, and the audience, uh, the fans of the show. I was like, you don't understand. Like, you have to bust your all the PA days and all that stuff. Like, um, yeah, it's brutal. And, and fuck, dude. And you did pay your dues and and you know i did thanks to your well, mentorship and stuff so but it's like paying your dues growing up uh, um through uh Jusich, you know what i mean right, right right you were with uh what was the guy's name first the first one Marrera. The, the, the one that, the gorilla one what was the Marrera. orange county Marrera. yeah 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 you know what i mean mm-hmm. or driving all the way out to anatos or right, stuff, right. you know me you know me starting with the gracies with hoist Hickson, and horian Moving banana crates out of the way <laughs> so we could train. Yep. You know? And then, Not and these then, kids uh, these days. Uh, you know, uh, the Machados came and, and things yep. changed, you know what I mean? But you pay your fucking dues, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, and then, you know, 
you hope later that the payment was worth the work, you know? Oh, it wasn't, and it wasn't. I always thank, you know, on the show, the listeners will know, I always thank you for giving me an opportunity to, to do that, to give me oh, that first. Oh, man, you, give me that you, first. Man, if, I had, if I had two of you, I could conquer the world. Nice, thank you, appreciate that. It was that, it was that <laughs> I scene really, at the... I really mean it, man. If I had two guys, if I had two of you, I could take over this goddamn industry and this world. Definitely, let's no fucking, doubt. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Fire pole too. Hey, I have, we we have a segment on the show called uh, Porn Island. We're playing the music right now. You can probably hear it. Okay, so there's an island. This is this will be a good one. I can't wait for this. There's an island, and you and I are going to go shoot. Yeah. We have to bring five girls in the history of you doing this industry. You're a Hall of Famer. Five girls on this island that you pick to shoot. Who would they be? All time in their prime. All right, all right, all right. Is it five girls that I've shot? No. Or five girls that I grew up being in love with? A- any five girls you get. This is your magic island. Take it away. And and oh. they're at oh, their perfect prime. Uh, Christy Canyon. Oh. Um, Susan, Susan De Niro. Okay. Uh, Lisa DeLue. Right. Uh, three, five. Uh, the other two I might just throw a coin at. <laughs> like Annie Sprinkles or something? Oh, no, no, Anna Sprinkle. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, and got... maybe, you know, just for bragging rights, Ginger Lynn. No! Oh, that sounds like You a... know how many times Ginger Lynn has made the Porn Island yeah. uh, bit? I, yeah. I mean, well, then, then well, she's well-deserved, and she deserves a spot there, and she, she should get a mattress. I don't think you've mattress. I don't think you mentioned anybody before 1993. <laughs> I, I, I just I just went with what you told me to do. You're showing your gray pubes, man. I can go with young girl names that I'm shooting every day, and they're amazing, and they have a fan base, and they have a, right. uh, a net like a uh, like a social media base. But well, and they're not the same, man. You know what I mean? What be, I mean, there was come on, Chrissy Canyon. Oh, of course. I, I, I tried. I I tried to get her on the show. Yeah. The first time I went to Vivid, I saw her in the parking lot. I pulled my truck in. The first day I had my interview, I pulled my truck in, and she's walking past me. Do you, and I said, I'm so sorry, ma'am, but thank you for getting me through high school. Now, do you remember this? Do you, you remember know? this? You... And you know what's funny now? Is now when I'm working at, at Manwin Playboy or whoever, whatever they are right now, I don't, you know what I mean? Right. I still see her because she does her radio show. Right. And she looks better than ever. Okay, check this out. Do you remember... Uh, you were there. Is me, you, and Vitaly, and she goes, "Hey, do you guys want to go to lunch?" And I said, "No." And she's like, "What the fuck's wrong with this guy?" I go, "I'm not ruining it. You're Christy Canyon." She's like, "Well, you're weird. I'll talk to you later." She asked us to lunch, me, you, and Vitaly, and I said, "No." Yeah, I've actually tried to, I, I've tried to get her on the show. She can't because she's contractually bound to her show. But uh, dude, Playboy. Just, I'm Playboy Radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I yeah. tried to get her on the podcast. She said she'd love to, but dude, I'm texting yeah. fucking Christy Canyon, and uh, she's like, I'd love to, but I can't contractually. And I'm like, fuck, thank you, thank you for inspiring. Fucking bless your heart. I, I couldn't believe I got to actually communicate with her. I, like, I, I still see her uh, anytime I go to Playboy. Literally, I'm almost nervous when I make the left hand turn that turns me into the parking lot. She taught you. Know I'm, Christy walking out. She and taught I you how to use your do. dick. And she's absolutely, there's a lot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. She's so hot. Uh, man. Still, you know? to this day, yeah. I mean, All right, here's two more. Two more porn islands for you, okay? Oh, yeah. We're cueing the music, sir. 
But, but, yes. but, as far as, okay, so we picked three. No, you okay? had, had, had five. Wait, wait. The other two, you said five girls. The right. other two? Yeah. I don't really know their names, but I would probably choose a makeup artist and a wardrobe chick oh. that I'm using nowadays. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You no, filthy animal. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. We're getting a little perks so from the job, huh? The hottest chick on set is the one that's dressed. That's, that's <laughs> correct. All right, so check that out. One, one you can probably do. One, it's fun to do. All right, you have to take three digital playground contract girls on this island in all of the contract girls. That are, is that cool? Can we do this one? Yeah, yeah. Without playing favorites, like. Do I, do I fuck them or just live with them? No, no, no. Just Jesus Christ, put them on the island. Yeah, I mean, but in a, it's a good position, right? It's not like torture, right? Right. Yeah. 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 No, you're. Oh, well, I yeah. Say, well. Um, I love. I love. I'm. I'm. I, I love. I love Stoya. Okay. Like with my heart, I really do. I really, you know, I, I feel like I maybe messed up her life or I helped her life. I don't know, but I. Nice. Stoya is amazing to me, man. She is. She is so just media friendly and, and, and smart. I mean, I've, I've never been more impressed by another woman in my life than Stoya. Wow. But, Je- but I would also bring Jessie. Oh, nice. Because Jessie feels, feels like my first, my first love, my Dude. first daughter. Almost. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Jessie's just, I, I, I love Jessie to death. I mean, she's everything to me. How many times uh, have like you I shot her? her? How, many, how many scenes have you shot her? She created me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's great. And then a third? Yeah, good luck, man. Gonna be a third. <laughs> it's Jesse and Stoya, bro. That's okay, it. okay, perfect. Those right. are the girls that I really, that I really, right now, like this minute, if they were like, I have a flat tire on the freeway, I would fucking drive a million miles. You know what I mean? To go fix it. And if they were like, I need a ham sandwich, boom, I'm in the kitchen making it. Wow. You know? All right. I, I just, I, I, I love those girls as family, and that's you great. Know, you man. think about maybe what you did to them. Or not, or or where you help them be. You know what I mean. You never know. Sure. But I just I have much respect for Jesse and Stoya. Wow. I, I have I have a lot of a lot of heart for them. Wow. Okay, we're going on the island, and 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 there's an island, but that everybody takes this. Don't take just take this. You know, you got to bring five yeah. guys to shoot. Who who crushed every scene? Five guys to bring on this island. To finish out, once we're done doing our thing, we'll bring the guys on. But like, what what impressed you? What five guys? You're a Hall of Famer. What five guys impressed you the most during your your and still your career to this day? Do you mean performers? Yes, or shooters? performers. Oh, oh, that's easy, man. It would be Manuel Ferrara, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Eric Everhart, nice, absolutely ten thousand percent. Uh, uh, James Dean, nice. he's a fucking personal friend that is nailing it. You know what I mean? Uh, recently, now, so I'll go old school. Those were three old schools for you, right? Okay. Can you imagine James Dean and Everhart uh, are old school now? Someone I forgot. Now, you know, I feel bad, but, but the new school guys, Xander, Xander Corvus, or something like that, or Z- Xander, whatever his name is, right? Xander Corvus is banging, man. He's a fucking great performer. Beautiful guy. Chicks are like, I love you. You know what nice, I mean? Nice, nice. <laughs> um, uh, one more, one more, one more. But, you know, I'd go back to, I'd go back to back when we were, you know, um, you know, Eric Massenhart or, or Barrett. I really liked just being around them guys, you know? Oh, wow. You know, when, when you shoot as a good director, you either just think, hey, just get the biggest dick you can and stuck it in the, the youngest chick you can. Well, I fucking anybody can do that. Right. Or you figure out how to 
soothes the people that make your day smooth. Right, it exactly. It works. It doesn't go into overtime. They do their jobs. You eat lunch with them. You know what I mean? That's kind of the guy I am. I mean, yeah, I'm well, about production, not about that moment. No, exactly. And, and how fun was so, having Pat Mine around? You know, Pat Mine was so much fun to be around yeah, in the early days. You know? I haven't seen him in a long time. Dude. That was one of our best friends. Sure, I mean, sure. You know? And, you know, I mean, you think about Pat and Shelby and, you know, yeah. and Bobby Vitale. Those were, those were our people. And, you know, they've all ventured out and tried different things. You know, some of us, you know, some of us were a little more successful than others, you know. Right. And some of the others, you know, went out and did other things and stuff. But fucking Barty, or Pat Miami, you know, he's family forever. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and, you know, and I don't care. You know, and people always say, like, oh, porn people are crazy, blah, 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 blah. But, man, dude, I've known you for 15 years. It's like, and, and I still, like, check in. And, and some of uh, yeah. the coolest people I know are from this industry. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of craziness, you know. And, and right now, uh, the whole world is in crazy times, you know, I think. Right. And that makes maybe the porn part even more of a crazy time than others, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, you and I have stayed in touch for, Jesus, 15 years. That's you crazy. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, as, uh, as narrow as we might think it, you know, like, hey, whatever, y'all call him quick, you know what I mean? What, I'll call him next year, you know? That's right. a long time to know someone, man. No, for sure. I'm so. very thankful that you were my friend for so long. Cool, thank you, appreciate it. Well, we're going to just... I really, I mean, I really, really am. You know, you're a pal. I pray. Thank you very much. You guys, uh, I've mentioned Robbie a bunch of times on the show, a guy that actually mentored me into the industry, um, told me things hey, to hey, do. It, hey, it didn't take much mentoring, bro. You thank were you, born sir. to just do well. Cool. I appreciate it. Thank it you. It didn't take shit. <laughs> really. He told and me you know, to do things. He told me things, not to do things. You moved on, man. You did great. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. He, he told me to do things. I did them. Not to do things. I did those too. But anyway, um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Robbie. I've, I've mentioned you countless times. People will, will can tell you that if they listen to the show. Um, just wanted to check cool. in, see what's going on with your with your stuff, and uh, thank you. It's kind of a little uh, retrospective look at what I've done, and uh, you are an yeah. integral part, sir. I can't thank you enough. Oh, no, no. I'm just having a great time in life. I'm making a lot of movies. I'm making a transition and producing. I basically get paid to sit on a couch right now and watch TV. That'll know, work. And you know how much I like films and movies like ah, you do. Of course, do. of course. So it was great to be a part of your life and to know you and to really be be your friend. That cool. was, Thanks so much. I really, you're really, you're pretty much my oldest best friend. Oh, thank you so much, guy. That's awesome. Um, is there anywhere people can find your stuff, or where where can we find more Robbie D? If we were interested in finding that, it's all it's all. I mean, everything would be over at digitalplayground.com or whatever okay. from Manwin. A lot of it's being clouded right now with other other directors and other things, you know what I mean? But, it, you know, the older stuff, you'll know it's mine. You know, it's obvious what's going on, and you can see it, you know? And uh, the future looks good. I got a music video this month, so... Sweet. I mean, you know, uh, things are looking positive, looking forward, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. It's really cool. I mean, Not a problem. <laughs> well, we'd... I'm like kind of like blushing right now. Nice. It's really cool. We, well, we'd <laughs> love to have you in the studio as well, and, and uh, you can sit next to Adriana Chechik. He'd love to do that. We're all fucking loving that. So thank you so much, so sir. If anything you guys ever need, call me, and we'll make it happen. We'll get you girls you want, you know, let your audiences hear, hear something from the girls that, you know, that I can put you in touch with, oh, be whatever great. you need. Cool. Okay. Thank you so much. 
All right, Robbie D, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, he's a Hall of Famer. He got my ass started, and he's a, a fucking hell of a goddamn director. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, hey, I miss you, man. All right, cool, cool. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Uh, Dude. Awesome. The, Robbie D and, and Chris Madbog, two humongous parts of this little show we put together. Um, let's get to Andrew. Yeah, I know. We got a hot chick, and all we've been talking about is to dudes. <laughs> well, it's it was cool. Like like, thank you, Con, for like even you know you wanted to do this little retrospective. Well, I've been wanting to do this this podcast for a while because I don't even know the story. Now I feel like I know. I feel a little closer to you. Thank man. you, sir. Well, Chris <laughs> and Robbie were ginormous yeah. to where I am today. So they're really and cool it's people. like it's it's amazing because like. I see you work, and you know Nina Hartley said, you know Sal, you know is the one of the best directors I've ever worked with, mm-hmm. and now you got these two guys. The guy who owns Anabolic or started Anabolic Found is all like, we want him to come back to work for us, best director we've ever had, right. blah, blah 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 blah. And then you have uh, Robbie, um, Bobby, Robbie, Robbie D, yeah, Robbie, and he's all like, ah, oh, you know, we we work together so great. If I had two of you, I could take over the world, and yeah. da, da, da. so that's that's got a little strokier ego a little bit i have no ego but it's nice they're my people i, I don't I, want to talk about you anymore and uh no we'll talk about adrenaline <laughs> yeah. i have a little bit of time left so guys okay. get fucking get your lube here it comes <laughs> the fucking the live-in we have now thank god oh my god wait what the oh, yeah. live-in podcast are, are you moving in i hope no. so she'll be you on the show every goddamn week oh stay god. on the podcast couch yes yeah, yeah. right it. here naked yeah. <laughs> butthole up and all nice so tell us about miami did you get any trouble? Um, no, I didn't get in trouble. Nothing. No, you I didn't have any sex. Full, oh, I did have sex. Oh, okay, that's I what we want to know. Had an orgy. Well, I had, I had. It was like th- two other girls and turned into like one guy coming and then the other guy left and then another guy showed up. Oh, so yeah, that's weird. At, a, at a at an adult convention. I know, what the right? The fuck is this shit? I answered my door and there was some hot porn chick like, "Yo, I want to fuck," and she's like talking English. I was like. Oh, okay, come right in. <laughs> sure. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. You're talking too fast. So Sorry, you're sitting there in your room and the door there's a knock on the door. Yes. And it's like some English chick. What was her name? Emily B. Emily B. Yes. What does she look like? Um, brunette, big tits, nice ass. And she just said, I wanna fuck. Yes. She did. That's exactly what she said. Do you know what a fuck is? Well, I no, I knew her. I knew her from the convention. I met her at the convention. She was like, "I'm gonna come hang out," and then she just showed up in my room. I was like, "What's that?" I hate when that happens. I love when that happens. Yeah, baby, yeah. Jesus I've been getting so much Did you meet her? Did she just yeah. randomly end up at your door? We introduced each other, but then she showed up at my door. You know, because you told her what room you were in. Well, yeah, and that I I lived in Miami. Showed her a party. If she wanted a party, come to my room. But she wanted to have an inside party, which is she, want, she wanted to fuck. Yeah. Shag. She was Shag. like, come on, let's just do the girly thing. I was like, right, I know how this works. Let's do the girly thing. Like, come on. All bitches say that to me. They're let's like, do the well, girly let's just thing. Let's hang out and do the girly thing. That's I'm like, strange. Okay, so you just your have purse, sex. Your like, purse is the exact same size as a Hitachi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did have a Hitachi. Jeez. So, okay. So, you two are in the room. No, there was three of us in the room. What? At that point. Sophia Fiore. Dude, girls get all the pussy. I know. We do. I get so much pussy. It's great. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, well, here's what happened. Okay, so you're fucking hot. Yeah, you guys true. are like, we're gonna <laughs> fuck. And then how did? How does a guy end up in that mix? Because you're in your hotel room, right? Yeah. Um. Just because we wanted a cock, we were done like masturbating and playing with each other. We just needed some decks. So, so then <laughs> I called up a guy that I used to fuck and stay with. Um. And he's like, okay, I'll be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just called him, haven't talked to him in a year and a half, 
and was like, hey, so it's me and two other girls, and we really want to have sex. Do you want to come over? And he was she like, could, yeah, I would have worried if he didn't. Could you could you perform under that pressure? Absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't as good as it was before. I was like kind of embarrassed. I brought oh, him to my friends. I was like, wow. ooh, like you were not what I was expecting. Oh, man. What do you think happened? I don't know. Maybe I just remembered him being better than what he was because he... I don't know. Did he still like look the same, or did he put on pounds or anything? I mean, he put on a little bit of weight, but yeah. he, he still genuinely, generally looked the same. Um, Are you playing with your vagina right now? No. <laughs> okay. Maybe. <laughs> um, Fucking Christ! But I don't know. It wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. But okay, how was the second guy doing? Where did he come from? Oh well, then Ryan Driller popped in because we were calling Ryan Driller for like twenty minutes beforehand, sending him videos of me like and Emily be fucking and licking each other's pussies. Like, hurry up and get to our fucking hotel room. And then he did at four in the morning, <laughs> when and we were all asleep and we all woke up and had sex. And then nice. So that was better than the first guy, though. Yeah, yeah. Ryan's Ryan, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's a good guy. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Nice. It's fun. I love conventions. Porno conventions are great. How many <laughs> conventions have you been to? Uh, three now. Do you, oh I God. just had this whole thing before oh. we got here. I used to go to the convention before I got in the industry because I was like, fuck, look at all these bags of cool stuff I can have and <laughs> posters <laughs> and that. And now, yeah, look, at, I don't, I've probably been to, fuck, I don't know, 10, 12. So were you <laughs> signing at a booth? I was. And it was $20 to touch your butthole? Yeah, just, yeah. Well, wait, how does that work? Because <laughs> Nina Hartley did kisses, right? She did kisses or something at really? some show. Yeah. I literally would just, like, grab people, and then, like, I wasn't wearing panties, and they would just touch my butthole, and I'd be like, well, how? that's $20. Like, <laughs> Whose booth were you at? Arrangement Finders. Oh, oh wow. It's oh. a mutually beneficial website. Ooh, <laughs> are you on there? <laughs> no, I'm not on there. You're not on there, but no. they just had you there? No, because they were like, oh, she's a slut. She's perfect to get people to our booth. Because the last Exotica, I won Miss Exotica, and I was, like, dancing naked and almost got kicked out, like, four times. So there was, like, a big crowd. <laughs> right. And they're like, we need her. <laughs> nice. But um, so how long do you sign for? How long do you sit oh, there? Oh, my God. Uh, eight hours, ten hours one day. How many people were in Normal line? Normal people are, like, four to six hours, but Adriana <laughs> gets well, that's eight a good to sign. nine hours. I mean, that's a good sign. Ten hours. It's great. <laughs> My agent loves me. Um. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> How many fingers were in your butt? Can you imagine? Just guesstimate. Oh, my God. I don't know. I licked a lot of pussy and kissed a lot of girls. Like, not, not licked Stay pussy. I mean, there was panty yeah. there. There was panty there. But I kissed a lot of women. When I'm saying I got a lot of pussy in Miami, I've gotten, like, Did literally, you like, or anything? <laughs> maybe, like, 30 girls in, like, four days. Like, I don't even know what happened. Honestly, it was just lined up. It's great. Crazy. Sounds like my life, Con. Yeah. Thirty days out to do every day. I'm sucking and fucking. I'm like, how, whatever. How many people do you think you signed for on your autographs? Oh my god, I don't even know. So ten did, hours. So before you were even there, was there a line you. for you? Well, no. I mean, I just showed up and just started like talking to people. I don't know. Oh, not, okay. I wish I was that cool. I'm not that cool. Oh, so yet. people don't line up for you. The only cool You're thing not that, that happened is um, people were confusing me and Tori uh, Black. Mm -hmm. and I can see that. Oh, she yeah. was at the booth, too, and people but would be like, excuse taller, me, can right? I have a picture with Adriana? Because I was the one showing her tits and stuff. And then she'd be like, sure. And yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> you're better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. That's pretty funny. That's crazy. So was it worth going? Um, For the parties, yes. <laughs> for the pussy, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about for... I like meeting my fans. That was cool. But yeah, must all be in cool. all... I would go just for the pussy. <laughs> I did it all for the... Nookie. Mm, yeah. Nookie. Nice. Mm. 
When's the next well, one? Well, um, <laughs> where do people find Adriana? Oh, well, here on our couch. That's true. <laughs> for the third smell. time. This you is the third and this is the last for a little while. This is the last? Oh, I want to keep bombing you guys. We'll I don't want to do be, be like that girl, you know? I don't think anybody like fucking cares. <laughs> All right, uh, you can find this piece of fucking hot ass. Nope. Uh, disrespect. At Adriana <laughs> Chechik. Now, right, get your fucking pens out. Here it is. A-D-R-I-A-N-A. C-H-E-C-H-I-K. One more time. A-D-R-I-A-N-A-C-H-E-C-H-I-K. That sounds fucking awesome. At Adriana Chechik or adrianachechik.com. Why didn't you get a .com domain? I don't know because I'm fucking stupid. You can get a .xxx domain as well. Damn, so when's your website launching? Um, honestly, I can't tell you because I want to make sure it's right. Because you don't want to have to kill me? Within the six months. I want to do it by myself. Solo by myself. I want most of the income from it, and I want it to be great. I want it to be amazing. Nice. Look at you, smarty farty. Yeah, fuck that. I want to give all my money to somebody else and get my ass reamed every yes. day. No, that's not the proper plan. But you are taking the proper plan. Yeah. So the reason the reason why you pod bomb us so much is because we're right by your fucking dispensary, huh? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> they, no, they deliver to your house um, for $80 cheaper than my house. Wow, no way. They do. So it's like kind of like, whoa. <laughs> See that? I get used for my house. Are you serious? I get yeah, used for do, my house. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Here I thought you were a big North con Hollywood fan. TV. You're a big fan of the show and pod bombed us because there's love. Fuck no. No. Wait, wait. Now. Why don't we give people an update? An update? Uh, On the Game of Thrones date. Oh, oh, oh what happened to the Game of Thrones day? Yeah, what happened to the Game of Thrones day? I'll tell the fans <laughs> what happened. Tell them. <laughs> Guys, you I know the story? outwitted her and won a date with her to watch Game of Thrones together. Okay, what happened? Well, I, I texted safe. her and I said, are we going to do this Game of Thrones? Yeah, for sure. Tomorrow, right? Right. So, you know, I wake up tomorrow and I'm cool, calm, collected. As always. Yeah. And uh, so, like... 11 a.m. passes, 1 p.m. passes. That's early for a porn girl, first of all. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> 3, 4 o'clock p.m. comes. Right. Hey, are we still on for tonight? You know what I got back? I'll tell you what I got back. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, let's, wait, 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 This is what I got back. Ready? All right, 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 right. This is exactly what I got back. Do you like that? That's nice, right? That's good, right? You got nothing yeah, back. Yeah, I got nothing, nothing back. Nothing. Then, then, several hours later, a tweet goes up. Oh. Stalker. No, he's just looking at his I'm Twitter. I'm following. Actually, I, I will admit that that tweet was pointed out to me by somebody else. Cause I don't, I'm not, I'm not good on twatter. Oh um, shit! So what keep going. what, did, what did that? What did that? Um. What that did that tweet, tweet say? Said, pretty sure that was the tweet saying that I needed a fuck buddy. It's like I need a fuck buddy like now. Yeah. We were supposed to have a date that night, and that's what she fucking. Are you shitting tweets me? Tweets out. Ah, hold on, hold yeah. on. There's nothing on earth I love more than people being accountable for their actions. Please explain why you felt that way. What what happened? Well, I needed to have sex, and I honestly he didn't come to mind. If we want to be oh, truthful here, um, he didn't I'm come not to very mind. Me- and, and 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting excited here. <laughs> um, she stuck that thing up her ass. Did I you see that? <laughs> I don't know how many people are like, oh, I want to hang out, and then you never ever hang out with them. And I'm yeah, so I'm especially like, when they text <laughs> message you at 4 p.m. I believe there was a retweet of that, and someone said, because no. they're hard to find. No. 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 I f- wait. Do you know what I'm talking about? Finish. Finish your story. Finish the your story. At Pornder Pod replied and says, I'm with you. There's nothing but flakes in this damn state or something like that. I could look it up, actually. It's industry. I don't it know. It. No, no, I didn't say industry. I was like, I know what you're saying. Everyone's a flake in this fucking place or something like that. Yeah. Then I get a text back from her. I favored it at first. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you did favor favored it. You favored it. Then I, I called her out on her bullshit. But there was a re. Later on, there's another retweet. Oh, I did retweet it, didn't I? Yes. I retweeted it yes. when um, yep, yep, Dana. Yep. Yes, exactly. And what did I reply back? I don't know, but it, this story goes on. It was funny. So, so uh, getting she back. She totally fucking blew me off. Yeah, she blew off for and Game of Thrones. I have yet to watch Game of Thrones with her. What's yeah. going on? What the fuck? What, why? What the fuck? Fill us in. Come on, I want to know. I want to know your logic. Yeah, come on. Give me what's some logic. Me? Why, Tell why me what's wrong with me. Oh, my God. I'm, me I'm being attacked here, guys. What the fuck is going on? I don't even know. Um, it's my face. It's your face. What is it. it? Tell us. Come clean. It's your face. Oh, I fucking hate I my face. I can't put up with it. Is that it? Are yeah. you shitting me? Yeah. Yeah, but then she finds out weed is $80 cheaper here, and she pops in. I'm here all the time. What's up? How you doing? I I, I used to love you. I think that's the delivery girl at the door right now. Oh, did you order some? (laughs) No, I didn't. She's really hot, though. I know. That's what you told me. Oh, my God. I answered the door Let's recruit her. And I was like, hey, you want to come in and smoke? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. So what what's going on with you? Um, what do you got coming up since you're home again? What's going what on? What do I got coming up? Um, nothing. I'm actually just got um a DVD of all blow bangs of me. I'm very excited about. Um, you are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. But the blow bangs <laughs> are of sixteen guys or more. What? And I'm doing a blow bang. I've um, heard. I've seen the snooze floating around. I'm doing. I'm doing quite a few blow bangs this month. You are. I'm doing one for 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 uh, Dana. Yep. I'm not going to say any more detail than that. Um, I already know him. I know. I know. It's going to be epic. Fucking epic. Um, and then the next day, I'm doing the uh, 25 plus guy gang or blow bang. <laughs> so bring it I, the fuck on, bitch. Okay. Two words. That's actually one. Fuck jaw. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're going to have some TMI after that. Dude, my mouth can take it. <laughs> OMG. He wouldn't know because he got blown off at Game I of know. Thrones. Oh. One day. Fucking poor guy. Yeah. One day. I got $20. Can I put my finger in your butt? No. Fuck. This girl gives me no love. Nothing. No, nothing. I get nothing. Poor, nothing. poor, poor con. I don't know what's Not going on enough. in my life. So that's what's going on in your world. Yeah, so that's Besides what's, uh, looking fucking on. hot as fucking your little You look kind hip- of a uh, hippie. Yeah, you look, I don't know if it's hippie. It's more like uh, it's Greek a mythology. Girl. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. Whatever that was. Yeah, it's oh, it's um, the sandals. Yeah, yeah, the Egyptian sandals. thing. She's got the walking like Comfy. the Egyptian thing. The you look sandal like, uh, boots. What's the name? The Bangles girl. Sorry. Oh, what was the lead singer of the Bangles? Yep. Didn't I school you on a Bangles song at one point? Probably not. Uh, I didn't. Couldn't, I couldn't believe it. My king of the eight zero. You do know all your '80s songs. That's true. What else? Konski. Oh shit! That could only mean one thing. 
that's god what a show it went by so fucking fast all right i'll get through all the stuff so i can uh we can i want to thank uh chris manibal christopher alexander robbie d uh the homies from way back when and the future uh we are the porn director podcast that is porndirectorpodcast.com find us on twitter at porn pod at sal underscore genoa facebook.com slash con.pdp search for us at the porn director podcast on youtube stitcher and itunes thanks again uh we are sponsored by nautica thorn that is enter nautica.com go ahead to salgenoa.com leave your email and we're going to pick a winner to have a free month at email Enter. us if you want to be put into the contest to get free access to nauticathorn.com look at this fucking producer guy alright salgenoa.com I shot three days straight with some cam girls that have never done anything in their lives the things I've seen in the last 72 hours will be available on salgenoa.com uh, also my reality sex tape will be going up there I'm going to get her on our show um We'll have a special promo code. Uh, guys, if you want to donate to raise money for Penelope Stone's anal scene, fill you in on that one later, Chech, if you don't give a fuck your <laughs> anal all the way. Uh, Penelope Stone wants to come back to the industry and do anal. Let's get her back. Let's uh, start our little donation for that. Um, Team Skeet. Remember, Team Skeet's going Skeet. to give us some free stuff to Skeet, give out Skeet, to the Skeet. girls, and we're going to wear their clothing as we podcast. How awesome is that? Uh, t-shirt pre-orders we're trying to get some pre-orders in for those shirts if you guys want them the Porn Director Podcast pool party hosted by Adriana Chechik that's right you heard me it's going <laughs> to oh. be happening soon oh yeah I'm oh, already I'm on so, it I'm so, so there. I didn't even know that I'm you're going to be right. there uh, go, if you guys are in the LA area Santa Monica 405 hit Cinephile go to the Vintage Porn section I'm going to have a section of my own down there go see Dean tell him the Porn Director Podcast sent you there Joey Diaz Church of What's Happening Now please go there and support Joey we got uh, Just Guy Talk we love him Rialto Report we love him Adriana Chechik the host of the Porn Director Podcast Pool Party we love her um, all my stuff's out just go to uh, Internet Adult Database and you'll see everything I've ever done check some of it out old, new Whatever. Con, what a great fucking show. We wrapped that up like good talking porn about you. It was good talking porn. How really good people have supported me so much in my career. Guys, next week is gonna be fucking ridiculously good. Please Don't give tune it away. in. I'm Don't not giving it away. it away. This girl is fucking incredible. So please tune in next week. Adriana, we love you. You're amazing. And thank you so much everybody. Thanks to Christopher, thanks to Robbie D. You guys rock and good night, everybody.